Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti slut shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> oh, hello, fuckers. Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti slut shaming podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. Hey, hey, hey. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist to relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every week, a therapist has, uh, oh, each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com slash GWF. And to show your support for guys we fucked, use code GWF to get 30 bucks off your first month. That's GWF at Talkspace.com slash GWF. Steven uses Talkspace and he fucking loves it. And that guy's very picky. Talkspace. Even my boyfriend likes it. Come see us live. (laughs) Uh, Tomorrow, Saturday, December 2nd, Wendy Starling and I are co-hosting another edition of Glamour Puss. This uh, starts at 7.30 at Zinc Bar in the West Village. Um, This one is going to be such a fun show. If you've never been to a Glamour Puss show, it's a goddamn treat. We open it uh, each each month with characters, uh, Nina and Simone, and they're the most joy I've ever had playing another person who isn't me. Uh, We're going to have a lot of previous guys we fucked guests on the lineup. P.D. Diabru. That's how you pronounce his last name, right? One of my favorite people. I don't, don't know how so, to pronounce but- <laughs> it. How do you say it? Debru. Debru. I think. Okay. But I don't, uh, I also don't know. Petey's the shit and he's the hope of the hood. We just call uh, him Petey. When you're, yeah. when you're Petey. so cool, you just call your, that person Petey. And uh, Mayron Kagani is going to be on the lineup as well. And they're two of my favorite comedians. So come on by. Tickets are 15 bucks. You can find the link in the description of this very podcast episode that you are listening to now. Uh, Nashville, Tennessee on Friday, December 8th and Saturday, December 9th. We're going to be at Zany's co-headlining those ticket sales look like shit so buy tickets what you beg we see a lot of instagram comments a lot of crying face emojis come to nashville we're fucking coming to nashville so right before christmas come to see us please buy tickets please Uh, we need we need we we, otherwise we're definitely can't come back yeah he's gonna be like fuck that noise yeah like see i guess he's (laughs) no one likes these girls It's an it's our uh it's an all new show. It's not the experience anymore. We're gonna be co-headlining tons of material that you haven't seen before, and plus some surprises that are called surprises because we don't know what they are yet. Yeah, they're gonna be great. They're though. gonna be really fun. So though. good. We put on a good show. We really do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and other cities that we're gonna be in for uh, our new touring show that we've developed. Not that we're no longer doing the Guys Who Fucked Experience show. We are doing uh, Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson present the Bridget. Bishop tour. If you don't know who that is, use Google. Google. Uh, Ticket links are up on our website for the following cities. Sacramento, San Francisco, and Denver. We're going to be inside, you guys. If you want tickets, go to sorryaboutlastnightcomedy.com slash tours with an S. And then cities that we'll have ticket links up to soon. Uh, Buffalo, New York. That's been highly requested. Philadelphia. You guys hey. can't stop with the Philadelphia. Two one five. We love Philadelphia. Portland. St. Louis. Never been there. Excited to go. Yeah. Uh, and then also, if you don't have plans for New Year's Eve, Seattle, Washington. Hey, I hey. am going to be co-headlining Parlor Live, which is technically in Bellevue, which I know is not. The, oh, yeah. But listen, I got to fly into Seattle, so it's Seattle, LeMay. Uh, <laughs> and there's no Bellevue airport that I 
saw. Uh, and so I'm co-headlining two New Year's Eve shows. Obviously, they're both on New Year's Eve uh, with uh, the wonderful comedian Steve Byrne. And so his fans are attacking the site for tickets. So if you want to see me, we got to beat out his fans. Yeah, fuck that. I, I mean, say that with all due respect. Um, <laughs> tickets, I think, are like 50 and 60 bucks. But yeah, it's New Year's Eve. So it's a whole night. You spend a whole night with me. I'm going to be there by my goddamn self because James booked a role in a movie that's shooting oh, in Ohio. Congrats, so James. I got to... I I need I need friends is the thing. Oh yeah. Normally I'd be fine to go back to my hotel room alone, but I do need some friends to hang out with after the ball drops. So yeah, I'm putting that on the table. And you know, if I'm saying this, I really mean. I was it. gonna say I don't think I've ever heard those words uttered out of your mouth, nor would I ever bet that they would come out of your mouth. Right. But if you're gonna be crazy trash, then I just, I'll just go back to the home, my my hotel room alone. <laughs> don't be crazy trash, you guys. <laughs> Trashed, not trash. Oh, <laughs> trashed. I just don't want. I just I don't want any vomit on my dress. Oh. Uh, and you know what? You else you don't want vomit on your me undies because <laughs> they're real nice quality. Every year, millions of people receive the least liked gift of all time. I'm underwear. Boo. But we still give it to our family and our loved ones who just don't want it. Uh, maybe it's not that the underwear is the problem. Maybe it's the kind of underwear. Oh. All right. So let me tell you about MeUndies, the oh. only underwear that makes for an amazing gift. It's three times softer than cotton, natural, sustainably sourced fiber. MeUndies made underwear the perfect gift that everyone is going to love you for. It's a goddamn holiday gift. Miracle. Goddamn right. This year, don't give underwear. No. Give me undies. And also their company that gives back, which is super nice. Uh, This holiday season to get your exclusive 20% off the softest underwear and socks. Don't forget they have socks. You will ever wear free shipping and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Those are good odds. Go to meundies.com slash GWF. Again, that's meundies.com dot com slash GWF. Really fun gift. Great for like those, uh, uh the San- secret Santa. Yeah. Stocking I'm actually, stuffers. I'm actually giving me undies as a gift this year in my family's, um, uh, white elephant. Well, hope those people aren't listening. Oh, no. <laughs> we had it. We already had an agreement that they shouldn't listen to the podcast. And also good for the less important nights of Hanukkah, which we oh, Jews yeah. all know exist. So, oh, yeah. Basically, not, I- anything except the first and last day. You're going to give small ticket items, as my mother would say. And this next ad, the last ad we're going to do on this episode is also a gift that I'm very excited to give uh, as uh, for our uh, white elephant portion of the Hutchinson family Christmas Blue Apron. I fucking love Blue Apron. It has taught me how to cook things that I really didn't even know I knew how to cook. Things that I didn't even think a person could cook in their fucking kitchen. My father is addicted to Blue Apron. He loves it so much. And he was telling me the other day, he has this whole routine where he chops all the things. And then he gets pours himself a glass of wine. And then he mixes all the things together and does what he has to do. I'm like, Dad, I never thought in a million years. My dad always cooked but wasn't he was I ate at it what a beautiful experience with himself I know I'm like dad you have your eat pray love moment (laughs) um blue apron delivers fresh pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes right to your door that can be cooked under 45 minutes the menu changes every week based on what it's uh, what's in season and is designed by blue aprons in-house 
culinary team. Blue Apron offers 12 new recipes each week and customers can pick two, three, or four recipes based on what fits their schedule. Blue Apron sends only non-GMO ingredients and meat with no added hormones. Blue Apron is treating Guys We Fuck listeners to their first dinner, which is a $30 value if you listen to, uh, if you visit blueapron.com slash GWF. So check out this week's menu and get $30 off with free shipping at blueapron.com slash GWF. Blue Apron, better way to cook. Mm, I'm hungry. I'm so hungry. So Steven's not here. He's usually in the his office downstairs when we record, but I kind of told him to beat it because I wanted to talk about something. That he removed himself from the situation. Yet. Yeah, he doesn't. Um, uh, he has a celebratory day for him only uh, that is coming up. He just hates when people know it's his birthday, but that's what it is. And uh, well, I mean, it's very vague. We don't know when it is. Exactly. But don't wish him a happy birthday. He'll he'll get in a bad mood and then he'll transfer that boob mood uh, back onto me. And I don't need that shit. So do not. It's a boob. A bad mood. A boob. Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> I'm in a boob. But I was asking him like, well, what do you want to do? Let's do something fun. And we're working on a project right now that's requiring a lot of our time during the day for us to be away. And, uh, and so... You know, I was like, oh, I can, maybe we can, uh, would you be interested in a three-way? And he's like, no, because he just doesn't like the anniversary of the day he was born a lot. So he, I, I'm like, I'm, if you're going to be in a bad mood, I'm not going to invite another person into that experience. That's going to piss me off. And it's not respectful to them. That's high stakes also, because if it goes poorly, then it's like your birthday is tarnished. I know. But then he was like, I just want to have sex with you. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, because we really haven't been fucking that much lately at all. Mm-hmm. Just because either... Busy, but I've been getting into this routine lately where he'll go to bed early. I'm turning into a night owl ever since we wrote that fucking book. My yeah. my my clock, internal clock is fucked up and I'll go to bed at like 2 or 3 a.m. And uh, even if I have to get up early the next day, which is not fun for anybody around me has to deal with me. But so we've been, we, it's not like we don't sleep in, we sleep in the same bed, but it doesn't feel like it because we I don't go like to bed. wake someone up when you go to bed. Like, right, right. Hey, wake up! <laughs> but I feel like it's like decreased our bond a little bit, and so and we. He talked about that. He's like, well, you know, we never go to bed at the same time. I'm like, I know, and it makes me feel like we're not dating anymore. And he's like, I know. I'm like, it sucks. I I go to bed now earlier because I reset my clock for James because uh, I also I don't like like sending someone to bed. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, or just like, you know, it just, I do, I like going to bed together. It is a bonding thing. And yeah. it, he's absolutely right. And I was feeling it too. So I was like, okay, yes. So it's just going to be you and me. And we're going to plan like a fuck fest. Well, I'm going to plan a fuck fest. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to show up. I think what I'm going to do is, because uh, by the time he will have listened to this edit, it will have already happen. Hope it goes well. I'm like, <laughs> we have so many sex toys. So I'm going to tie, we have bed restraints. Uh-huh. On all four corners of our bed, which we've had for a really long time. I was going to say, I was like, it's interesting that you're talking about this before it happened. I know. Well, we'll see how it goes. I'll report back next week. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm like, oh, this is actually, this is really exciting. And, uh, and I, we purchased an outfit. I think it was, maybe it was in Toronto. It was on a road gig that we went to a sex shop. It wasn't in Toronto because I know we were going to go to a strip club or something and then go home and fuck. Um, and it was this dress. It was like this really tight, like pleathery black material. And Mm -hmm. it's fucking hot outfit. So I think I'm going to wear that because mm-hmm. I don't have time to go to a lingerie store to pick out something 
because the hours that we're working are the hours that a store would be open. Oh, yeah, and also don't care about that. I fucking went. Yeah, but he loves lingerie and I've never spent the time. But I'm saying like, as long as you have something, I got something. He yeah. They don't it's care not a, what it is. I would prefer for it to be something he's never seen before. Mm-hmm. I've never bought a garter belt. Those mm-hmm. are so hot. Those are great. And I, I like really those. wanted to get one of those, but I, I don't, I, I can't, I can't get to a store in time. So uh, I'm going to wear that. But I think I'm like, what am I going to do? How am I going to? So I'm going to put all the shit before we go to work tomorrow. I'm going to take all the props that I'm going to use for a sex night. I'm going to put them upstairs. That way, when I come home from work, I'm going to change. Hopefully, he'll stay downstairs. I don't know. Um, right. Because I can't just make him stay downstairs. Because then it just makes it feel like it's all this buildup for what? Oh, here's this dress but wait, what scene. are you? What, n- n- I'm just going to come downstairs in that dress. I was going to say, I have a better a way to wait, execute this. Please tell if me. If you're not sure he's going to come downstairs, put it in before we leave tomorrow and just put <gasps> pants on. Oh. And because you have, it's winter, so it's the perfect time to do this. You have a long coat on. Yeah. And then, and then even if he does, like, basically, you can just like walk in, go to the bathroom, and then you have much less time for him to fuck up his own surprise. Oh, that's a good point. God damn it, currency. I'm glad I'm talking this out right now. And <laughs> then I was like, should we, should I do couch bed mm-hmm. and fuck on the couch? Because oh, it's a very cool. sturdy bed. That's fun. It's a king size bed. It's huge. Yeah. So that's a little different because I could still put the restraints on there. Yeah. So ideally though, I would set all that up while he's downstairs, but that's, that's a lot. Wait, can you... Mm. Can you hide things today before that oh, only pro- you'll know where they are? Yeah, I probably can because I'll probably be up late again and he'll go to bed early. Yeah, I um, was going to say, I think maybe just hide them because like, yeah, this is too much work. You're you're, you're making that you're going to make it stressful for yourself. As is the typical Christina fashion. Yeah, so that's the key. My, a lot of times with these plans, I end up stressing myself out with executing mm. it and, you know, too much to do. So you want to make this as simple for yourself as possible. Right, that's so, true. So yeah, come in almost prepared. Like if you want to like fix your makeup or like your yeah. hair, just do it all in the bathroom at work before we leave. And then, yeah. um, yeah, and then, and then come home, fuck ready. And then like, yeah, so when you come home, like you in the car, you'll be like, relax. Mm-hmm. It's winter, so you're not going to sweat, which is a nice bonus. Huge plus, huge plus. And then you yeah, have the stuff set up so that you know where it is. And I was going to say- oh, I got to wear high heels too. He fucking loves high heels. Yeah, high heels. Um, but also too, okay, so this is a question I have for you. Um, he's the dom in our relationship. Right. You know, and so is it weird that, Maybe because I can't order him to do stuff to me because that's not a sub. That's not usually our you, dynamic. You never switch. No, it's just okay. it's not. I have before in previous relationships with our thing. It just that's just our chemistry is such that it would be. We- I tried uh-huh. and it's weird. Yeah, he doesn't want to be dumbed by me. I don't want him to. Dumb, you know what I mean? So right. so that's that makes sense. That's just our vibe. But I don't know how to do things. I mean, definitely going to blow them, but I always blow them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have the Aneros ready, uh, which is a fun toy. And then I'll have my sex toys up like ready by the bed. I just don't know how to like, it's weird because he's the one that does like one time in our, Oh God, when we were first dating and he only has done this once. And I've told him I fucking loved it. He like made me crawl around the apartment. Oh yeah. I remember that. Oh, it was so hot. But how do I say, make me crawl around the apartment, bitch? Maybe I just start crawling. Well, I mean, it's, but it's not your birthday, so you gotta do whatever he wants to do. I know, <laughs> I know but it's hard to lead when our relationship well, is dumb. I stuff. mean, I think basically what you do is, so you, I mean, <laughs> let's plot this out. It's hard, it's hard because he, we don't know when he's gonna come up and he seems to be a little curious kitty. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> little curious kitten down there. Oh, he's peeking his little head up. Um, so, <laughs> Mr. Wilson. I think 
I mean, yeah. So, so you want to be as prepared as possible because I don't think you have a ton of time to work I with don't. once you walk in the door. And yeah. plus, like, if you're home all day and, like, you're out a long time, he's just going to want to, you know, uh, naturally want to want to see you as soon as you come in. Yeah. So, I mean, you could do something so that you're basically... Um, ready uh and so that you can kind of like just drop your coat and then just be like happy birthday do what you want with me very simple i was gonna say something like that do whatever you want with my body yeah no anal (laughs) because i I was like i know dick in the ass i didn't know what you could say sex sexually without making yourself or him laugh because i don't know know exactly what your dynamic is we do not have a laughing dynamic during sex he always points out to me that i am very serious the only time in my life in okay. my entire life that i am serious is while we're fucking okay and we've tried i'm like i can laugh during sex and i've tried it and then he was like that's not right i can't Mm-mm, that's not you it's weird right so i'm like okay you don't like it either motherfucker so uh i was gonna say yeah like a do what you want to me kind of line yeah do and what you want with me do you all i mean can you have it set up the do you like a you can remote control your music or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could do AirPlay on yeah. the uh, Apple TV. So just, I think, yeah, just set up any anything you can tonight to really save yourself time. And I mean, there's a lot of like drawers and stuff around yeah. here that I think you... That I don't Some think bins. he'll be looking in. He won't. He's very... He's not like that. That you can have everything. Like even... I don't know what's in like that drawer, but just like you can like literally like... VCR. Oh, is there one that's empty? Any There's of one. I, I, if anything, I could empty and put the shit in my office. Like I think like have a... Like it would be cool to like have a drawer and like all you have to do is put put like a sign that says like open me on it and like everything is lined up like kind of in like a a weird like clinical way but like in like like a a, pick your poison motherfucker yeah I hate to say like uh, uh, choose your weapon what's the fucking movie that we always go to see and make fun of it Fifty Shades of Grey so yeah but like the way they have things arranged in that room I think it's very tasteful yeah and you could put like if you have some kind of like a cloth or something that you can line the drawer and then just line everything out and like let him choose what he wants to use okay that's fun and then i'll have stuff for me and stuff for him yeah and if he wants to use stuff on me great but that's his choice it's his birthday yeah and then you can always open with a blow job i mean that's always it's typical kind of a uh, I really want him to make me crawl around the apartment, but I just guess he just has to want that on his own. I really, he's definitely not editing this tonight, right? No, he's not. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm told him not to. <laughs> he's going to edit it on Wednesday. Okay. Because I was just like, what if he just really wants to get things done? I'm going to tell him not to. Okay. Um, well, that's why he left anyway. Because he's like, what are you talking about up there? I'm leaving. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So I think that'll be fun. I hope it goes well. It, it's exciting. We've never really, I realize it's been so long since we were like, let's plan like a time to fuck. The only time I do that is when a, a natural disaster is impending. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Hurricane Sandy. Sorry, girl. Oh, yeah. Oops. Well, I tried my darndest to get Frank to come over. <laughs> did, yeah. And I'm I mean, glad he did. And I don't I know was, if that would have been fun. It would not have been. The downstairs was off limits. It would have been fucking terrible. Yeah, horrible. But I mean, unless he likes free Starbucks sandwiches, that would have been like the only or plus. Or Stoya's butthole flashlight. He could have used that. And I know, because I was so close. I was so close to convincing him. I was right. Yeah. Was, I was on the edge. And then. I remember that. Brooklyn was call, call, calling his name. Well, oh, fuck Brooklyn. Fuck Brooklyn forever. I know we have a lot of listeners there and I lived there, but also, yeah, fuck it. This is a convenience to get to. But yeah, I'm so excited. And I brought, I, I purchased candles that are the electric kind that they have that mm. natural candle flicker. But if you knock them over because you're fucking, no fire. I love fake candles. I think fake candles are my new thing. I think they're great. I think I'm hoarding them now. I'm buying too many. I have classy friends who have them in their apartment and it doesn't make me think less of them. Oh, good. 
like you know how sometimes fake stuff can look like yeah like a know, fake plant like, like get the fuck out of here fruit. <laughs> oh if you have fake fruit on your own kitchen table you're living your life for someone else and you need to start living for yourself ain't no nutrients in those wax ass fruits oh i used to love pushing them like the, the oh wax. the styrofoam They're ones fun, oh. they're fun to touch the wax ones and like to fake bite um <laughs> All right. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. Well, may, may the force be with you. Thank you. I'm. I hope it goes well. Are I you ordering food or do you have um, food? That's the other thing. I. You I know, guess, that's my always my number one concern. Oh no, but I was my concern too. I think we're gonna order food after. Right. That's New York was, City. We can get things anytime. And also, you live in a great food area. Yeah. So we'll do that. Yeah. For me, I mean, my op- option is usually one of three Kennedy fried chickens, but, you know, you dig your own. <laughs> oh, <grave>. hey. <laughs> you dig your own. You know, I wouldn't mind if they didn't take, f- you know, 55 minutes. That's too long in New York, seamless time. I want to see a 35 or under. Yeah, dude, I use uh, Uber Eats and they, they bring shit to me from across the island in yeah. like 20 minutes. I'm like, God damn, you're spoiling me, Uber Eats. I know. It's like, mm, can I have a, diva. a Nathan's hot dog, but like from the one from Coney Island? <laughs> Just one, though. <laughs> Just a single. Go to the run. boardwalk, let it waft in the boardwalk air, and then bring it to me. Yeah, and a cotton candy on the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so that night sounds good. And also maybe this night from this listener sounds good. <laughs> uh, this email is says... I fantasize about getting fucked by dogs. Say what? Let's get into it. Oh, boy. Hi, Corinne and Christina. Longtime listener of the podcast. I love and look forward to your podcast every week as if uh, as it makes my commute home from work fly by a little about me. Well, I feel, I feel like I know one I thing. I mean, yeah, we got one fact on. You need more. <laughs> uh, I am a 23 year old straight female. I wow. Have- <laughs> a female. Okay. Oh, uh, I, I feel like dogs, even when they're female, are kind of masculine. Well, we did see that one hot dog. That's that just one, me. Not oh. a hot dog. It was an attractive dog. They were yeah. like, man, if that was a guy, we'd probably want to fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. Anyway. Uh, I mean, they do have like, ooh, I was taken back by that dog. Uh, okay. So anyway, this is getting, and I also joke a lot about fucking dogs. So never, everyone's going to be like, mm, this is weird. Uh, a little about me. Again, back to the email. Not me. Oh, yeah. I not forgot. me, Corinne Fisher. Uh, a little about me. I'm a 23-year-old straight female. I've been with my my now fiance coming up on five years. He is my absolute best friend and I love our relationship, friendship and sex life. Just well, wish a, I could wish call him bingo. Okay. <laughs> Again, I'm just adding, I'm adding. Uh, <laughs> here boy, here boy. I mean, <laughs> hey babe. Uh, he isn't why I'm writing you, but I wanted to <laughs> really? include this information as well as the fact that this is something I have never spoken uh, to him or anyone for that matter. Well, good. We're taking it. Good. We're making fun of it. Um, I started in the title of this email or stated in the title of this email, I find myself fantasizing about getting fucked by dogs. This isn't the only fantasy that gets me off. Oh, wow. Let's have it. But it sure does the trick. When I masturbate to porn, I usually stick with plain Jane stuff, but occasionally find myself watching videos of women getting fucked by dogs. Wait, there's Oh, yeah. And horses. Well, that, yeah, I knew. And I think it's hot as hell. I believe this stems from how I first came across porn as a kid. Your dog showed it to you? (laughs) Hey, Stacy, go over here. (laughs) Got something for you. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) We should lose our comedy license if we had one. Um, I believe I was 11 or 12 and loved the Cartoon Network show Teen Titans. I wanted to sketch some pictures of the character Beast Boy and typed his name into Google only to stumble across gay porn of extremely muscular men being fucked by dogs. Wow. At 
the time I was horrified, but through that discovered the world of porn and masturbation. I think any act of a human forcing themselves onto an animal to be disgusting, but in cases where a dog is engaging, mounting, and having sex with a person, I don't see how the animal or person is being harmed. Just wave your ass in the air? Put put a kibble in it? I I don't think I would ever allow myself to own a larger breed male dog because I do not want to ever act out on this fantasy. Smart thinking ahead. So I guess for advice, I want to know what are your thoughts on sex with animals and fantasies like this? Okay. All right. We've only talked about bestiality like one or two times before. People always get very up in arms about it. We talked about it with Dr. Chris Donahue briefly. Um, People are so sensitive about bestiality. It's just like, this little bitch fucking dog. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, what are these constraints of society? Women are held back in so many facets of life, and one of them is you won't let me fuck a dog. (laughs) Okay. Um, Animals. All right. So I guess then if if she's disgusted by forced sex to animals, she's watching videos of an animal voluntarily fucking a person how does that how does when, that aim work the thing is when she says voluntarily she means it's a dog and they get fucking excited when you do anything <laughs> so like yeah. you know, steven's parents dog trying to help me the other day because i sat on the floor right like dogs like the big like dogs were bred to there there are wolves that were that were bred to be house pets so like that's what they come down from that's the <laughs> the on. origin story of dogs and so and you know anyone who's ever met a dog i've met a few uh have one uh they're loyal loyal creatures so they just all they want to do is make their human or the human in their life happy Aww. and you know if, if that means fucking, <laughs> it's fucking them, you in the ass right so be it oh Ooh, boy God. so i mean i mean Oh, I'm very against. I mean, I'm very against like even like, like you know, if you ever see like breeders use breeding machines. Oh, my God. I mean, so, they're, you know, they're they're, cons- they're, they're cons- uh, constraints for the dog and the female dog. And then like just, you know, dicks going in that dog. Ugh, and I so annoying. I hate that. I think Man, women can't get a break no matter what breed yeah, of person. Even when you're species. a female dog, just d- don't expect can't a lot. Bitch, side for her own. <laughs> um, it's not. Yeah, that's. That's not good. Uh, I got to say, for your own safety, for uh, the safety of the dog, <laughs> for your reputation, <laughs> for any future uh, relationships, for any future jobs you want to have, for yeah. just you hanging out in life. You be existing. I'm going to have to say, this is going to be a hard no from me. Yeah. I'm going to be a no dog. No dog. <laughs> I can't believe I worked or, a Randy Jackson quote into this. I'm so proud of myself. Nah, <laughs> bitch. Uh, well, you know, things that are you, you keep strictly in the fantasy area of your brain. Right. You can fantasize you about can, stuff. And you can That's consume, the beauty of your brain. You can consume that porn. I don't even think there's anything wrong. I mean, I guess maybe, I hope the animals aren't being I was mistreated. Say, I, was say, I, was, I wouldn't purchase any porn that is doing that where you're even, with, you where you're giving money or stuff to that going to the websites giving them ad clicks i can't believe there's that <sighs> there really is anything on the internet yeah that's not good for humanity yeah i mean i would aye, definitely watch aye, aye, aye. definitely would watch it before maybe like download one and that's your go-to <laughs> you know so we don't I mean, but the fact that you can't, you're not gonna have a dog that's a large breed because you're nervous that you're gonna fuck them 
Yeah. That's concerning a little. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing, okay, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing wrong with having the feelings just the same as we see, you know, like, we don't want, I don't want to make you feel bad for having these feelings. No, I get sexually aroused by cars all the time. Yeah. It's so this, weird. The same for, you know, how we, how our kind of view on pedophilia, it's like, we don't, you are not a monster for having the feelings, but acting on them, you, there are certain things you cannot act on. And again, it's, it's interesting because everyone always kind of like jumps from like, you know, being gay to fucking goats and that's a leap but also don't fuck goats and don't fuck dogs it's just an animal that doesn't the animal doesn't speak our language so they can't consent and i think with with living things you still have to go along the lines of consent that's 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 the that's the bottom line so consent yeah a dog can't consent in the language that we speak yeah just don't no, our guest is our, our guest just arrived, in and we're just like at a really good time. And the main thing about this passage is don't <laughs> don't fuck, fuck a dog, duh. And I gotta say, Mateo, I wish we were talking about something that was like a metaphor. But it's really, truly, a girl is fantasizing just, about f- a dog fucking her. We're just a dog fucking her. We're just well, so that's yeah, different. And, and hashtag me too. Make sure the dog hashtag me too. <laughs> oh, canine me too with a little paw print emoji. Oh, this is getting out of hand. Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, our uh, oh one last thing I wanted to say before we introduce our guest. Uh, if you have uh, a band or your friend has a band and they're good, uh, e- you can email streaming links to GWF podcast music uh, at gmail.com. Steven it looks uh, listens to every single um, music submission. And if you've submitted, he said some people submit multiple times. Again, I didn't see it. He sees all of them. Yeah, he and just a lot doesn't of, like it. Well, either that or he's waiting for the right. Oh, that too. That themed too. episode. Mostly probably because That's uh, no, what I meant. It's not. It's that. It's the one I said. Um, but yeah, gwfpodcastmusic at gmail.com for submissions. Okay. Uh, and now, intro to our guest. We can see him right here. He's a stand-up comedian and he's co-host of the podcast Inside the Closet with past GWF uh, guest Emma Willman. Please give a warm welcome to Mateo Lane. <laughs>
We're so excited to talk to you. I'm excited to be on here. I have never done this show. I did a snippet when yes, the um, uh, it was Pride and the Pulse nightclub happened. Yeah. But then I keep getting tweets from like your fans asking me to be on the show. Have you gotten that yet? We Probably, have. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty well, sure we have. There's been, there's, we have such a long list of like people we want to have on. And this then is also not me trying to kill you. <laughs> I'm just saying like, yeah, I'm happy you're to be here. here. What else do you want? Taylor, this isn't about, enough. It's been about four years. We decided to finally get around here, here to Here I am. <laughs> you, you were just saying, telling us a story about how uh, you went to a Magic Mike show. I Vegas. Did. I so I went with Nicole Byer. You got this more year. than what you paid for. I for the I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go. Nicole Byer wanted to go. I because I was gonna be. I don't. I was first, and I've worked with my fair share of strippers. And before I did stand up, I was <laughs> I was only working with strippers. Wait. Oh. And really? I yes, I was. I used Were you a stripper. To sit, no, I wish that would be that is like the dream. You could be a stripper. Maybe easily. now. I, I'm working out a lot now. You look great. Thank you. Um, but <laughs> at the time, I, I was like probably, I weigh 165 right now. I was probably 140. Mm-hmm. I, so I don't think it was anything anyone wanted to watch strip. Uh, but I was a singer, trying to make it as a singer in Chicago. <laughs> so like, You are and, a man of multiple talents. Thank you. I'm single. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, no gays ever asked me how my voice is. We'll, uh, we'll put Aww. it that way. But um, I, yeah, so anyway, I was like, oh, this got this gig. This guy was like, he went from local local strip clubs in Chicago, but he was like a part of a cabaret group. I don't know. They worked out some deal. But of course I wanted to do it because I could pick my own music. So I would perform <laughs> at every weekend at like a, a gay Chicago strip club. I was in Rockford. I mean, it was gross. And uh <laughs> I had like was there he, food there? No, I oh, had many. Good. I I was I was changing in basements that Anne Frank wouldn't hide in, <laughs> and the there was like a Polish stripper who had a tattoo in his chest that said "Never Give Up." Uh, and then a really bad drag queen I won't say her name But she said every week I have a 50-50% chance Of getting a RuPaul's Drag Race Then so do I Like <laughs> what is 50-50% And, and then, if you have to say it every week It's not gonna happen It's Bo-bo. not gonna happen And yeah. still season 10 I haven't seen her uh, <laughs> She was horrible Her husband was in charge of the whole thing And they only bought they Like he would buy him dresses So that he would bottom That was their sex life Oh, oh. my goodness I know And then I was like Memories I was like singing <laughs> And now Barbara for my Streisand. musical number Yeah So by the time I did open mics I was like This is very glamorous Oh like, yeah no one throwing peanuts at me <laughs> Okay so you're br- This brings us to You didn't want to go to Magic Mike didn't in Vegas go. With your friends Cause no. you wanted to see Celine right uh, Okay. I was oh. fo- I was following this story <laughs> that very closely. Been an emotional experience if I saw Celine. First I saw all. her and it was emotional. I don't want to make you feel bad, but you did miss a great show. <laughs> I know I missed a great. Well, we saw Cher, oh, so okay. we saw oh, like a great show. Okay, first of all, let me just say this. I ha- I'm gonna write a bit about it, but it if you want to see the most racist show that appropriates <laughs> every culture on earth, you've got to see Cher. It's Whoa, the best. No, and I know she's very into appropriating Native Americans or I'm sorry, Indigenous wait, people. And she she's came not out in a little. A- Full-blown afro. She's not a little bit Native American? She's Armenian. I'm Armenian. Oh, shit. I oh. thought she... She, I went to she the, I went, does a Native American like get up so often that I yes. thought she was half Native American. Yes. Well, in the 70s, oh, wow. she, I have dark hair. So America's just like put up with it. But she came down in like a, a bird cage or something. And then um, she had a full-blown afro. And I was a two black women who right. were smiling. Like, Nicole was brought to tears by looking at Cher. And then but she, like happy tears. Happy... Oh, right. Okay. Happy tears. And then, um, you know, I, w- I I went to the bathroom and I knew that she was doing Gypsies, Tramps and Thieves and that those those numbers because I heard. Oh, I was like, oh, my God. Was that in her song? The people the people do, not her. 
it's and everyone's like, that's Cher. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are you gonna what is what right. are you gonna say to Cher? I my bones aren't up to snuff. Like, she's just so old. I really thought she was part Native American because she does it so often. Well, she she did a duet with herself, and she was <laughs> <laughs> she didn't dance anymore. I mean, you can't. I mean, you know, she's seventy one. You know, what yeah, I mean? it's great that she's up there still, and she's like in a thong. You know, wow, it's, damn, she looked great. She was oh great. But anyway, so we went to Magic Mike. <laughs> Nicole after Byer. Cher? No, before Cher. It was oh, the night okay. before. We went to um all the uh Thunder Down Under after Cher. Oh. <laughs> it was, it, I thought it was it would look like Laser Zone. I mean, it was so <laughs> shitty and cheap and the men it, the men are hot, but I just I'm shocked like because you know gay clubs like there's naked like you feel and see more dick in a gay club than oh, yeah. any Thunder Down Under. And I just was so shocked by what was making these women lose their minds. I mean, men who had like still like those shaved like bumps on their like, you know, stomach. Yeah, like their happy trail. Yes. And it's like all red bumps because they don't know how to shave properly. Oh, God. Or like grinding in like 48 year old women's faces who are just ah, like losing their minds. I was like, it's not the Beatles. Maybe it is bad. Herd mentality of everyone else is freaking out. So I guess I'm going to freak out too. I guess I so. I was I was the only man in both shows. Like wow. in the audience. Oh, the magic mic was fine. They had like a story or whatever. <laughs> well, so I always oh, what the story. What the fuck is it was like story? a story. They were like Mike the, wasn't magic at one point in time. That's what the story was. No way. Yes, it was a guy Damn. named Matt. It was his name was Mike, right? I guess I never saw the movies, Me but either. like I guess they was I don't know. Anyway, so he was like, I'm just like a waiter. I mean, I know he was supposed to act like innocent, but he seemed a little on the spectrum. And uh, <laughs> it the show was hosted by a woman who at one point came down on a giant unicorn. I mean, none of it made sense. Wow. And, she was like, uh, there's magic in you, Mike. <laughs> it was essentially that. And then, uh, yeah, Nicole just wanted to be brought on stage and get, got, she just wanted to be fucked so bad. She <laughs> just wanted to be fucked so bad. And it, not Aww. only did it not happen at Magic Mike, but Sashir got pulled up on top of a piano to sing a duet. And then I got a number from one of the strippers. Like oh. a, a waiter came up to me and said, don't put that part in. <laughs> yeah, we'll put, did they ask, wait, did they ask Sashir if she could sing or they just looked at her face and like, wait, hey, she oh, they, they knew who she was. Oh, so okay. they're like, we need you to come dance on the piano. Like she literally laid on a piano, highlighted just by enjoy Jesus. Enjoy a show. Yes, and then and then Nicole started sobbing. Wow! Because, because she was. Like, she was- and so Nicole's crying, Aww. drinking a giant overdrink while Sashir's in heaven and Aww. a stripper's like literally giving Trying to his hit on number. You. Yeah. Wow. Who I went home with the next night. The next night. Yeah. So after. OK, so you did Magic Mike after Cher or before Cher? Before Cher. Then the next night we went to see Cher. And then Thunder Down then Under. Thunder Down Under. Then I went to go meet my stripper. Wow, that's a lot. Man, you were really Action taking a dick packed. tour. I know. And we watched an episode of Charmed before we fucked, oh, which I'd never fun. seen before. Okay, it's a good show. Yeah. How was he uh, to it hang out with? It was the best with? sex I've ever had in my entire life. First of all, he, he must oh, be having sex a good all time. the time because he has a giant mirror next to his beds. I could right now be the funny face of AIDS. I just, I wasn't playing safe. <laughs> but um, he, so you could watch yourself have sex, which I was That's like, fun. this is cheap and gross, but it's fabulous. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But then yeah. at one point he ran to go get like a camera to oh. like film it. And I was like, no, I mean, yeah. not, I already put my ass out enough on Instagram, so it's fine. But I, I was like, like, that's when I'm classy. I'm like, no. Well, that's different than a, like, a, like a sex tape or a sex, like it's more was vulnerable. It a, a still camera or a digital his camera? His phone. He wanted to like record on his phone. Yeah. But and I like sh- grabbed his phone. I was like, no, thanks. He's like, all right. That's yeah, that's too much. And I like, know. especially like you're a known person. You can't just have that shit floating around. I know. At least not for free. Just yeah. You got to pay for that shit. Don't just take out his name. That's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We will. We but will. then, yeah. So I probably shouldn't be saying, what's he going to do, sue me? But. I don't, I don't you could so. be talking about anybody. 
It's a, a I have a always wondered cast. if those guys at the male strip clubs are gay or not. A lo- not all of them. And you can tell because some of them are just like dead behind the eyes. I mean, when the Thunder Down Under, first of all, it was such a bad show. I mean, we I haven't laughed that hard my entire life. Aww. And then the, Nicole, of course, wanted to get fucked. So what she did is she finally like, we ne- the oh, the host has a fake Australian accent. Oh, so no. the whole time just talks. Are you ready, lady? I felt like I was watching like the Magic Bullet infomercial. <laughs> Oh my god! Like, Hosted by Crocodile Dundee. Yes, remember that? Have you seen the Magic Bullet infomercial yes, with yes. the Australian I have guy? One, yeah. And then that like grizzled woman comes downstairs with like the cigarette, and she's like, "I hate garlic, stinking, nasty garlic." Do you remember her? She's I don't in a remember house that coat. one. Oh, it's great! You gotta Google it. Shit, I will. I, I, I just watched it. That's that's pretty much it. I mean, they're just like they're like in three. What is it? Like three pushes, you can make any meal. And I was like, one. <laughs> Like I'm like, all right, this is so sexual, kind of three minutes long to get this chopped liver, whatever the fuck you're making. So why was that sex that you had with the magic Mike guy the best sex you ever? What what about it? He just knew what he was doing, Mm. and also I think when you watch yourself, you like you know what to do too. Some guys just like ram it in, and you know it's not, it's not, it just there's yeah. There's a there's a dance you to need it f- essentially. Foreplay. I'm really not Lube. coming off great right now. Am no, I? no. I, you're I like off it. How you are? I love it. How do you want to come off? Let's see if we can tailor the rest of this episode for you. It's, how do you uh, get good uh, at getting? So are you uh, a bottom? Are you anything goes? I do you have like a preference? to claim bottom. Or um, <laughs> I like to claim both, but I I usually bottom. <laughs> Any tips on uh, how to get dick in your ass without bleeding? Yeah, first of all, they should warm you up so they should like eat you. I mean, it's different for men and women though because I think I, maybe it's not. I, I don't mean, know. do you think your butthole is stronger? No, I mean, because we have a prostate. So I don't know right. if like the sensations are because men actually get like an anal orgasm. Right. right. But I know that women, I was explained to by a lesbian, which what does she know about this? But she was explaining <laughs> that you can get an anal orgasm through like the, the, the you, vagina on the inside uh, or something. Oh, uh, really? Uh, I was going to say, I one can, day used yeah. a vibrator on my butthole. I was like, eh, I'll just travel down here. It just seems right right now. And I had an orgasm like by putting my vibrator up against my butthole. And it was one that I've never had before or since and i feel like no one believed me but now when you google anal orgasms for women it does come up no it's a thing people have written into us about it yeah i also am so gay i don't know anything about the female orgasm so i'm the worst person <laughs> neither do to a ask. lot of us you you're know? gold star gay yes i am mm, okay i'm a gold star gay that very rare i was trying to explain this to my dad over thanksgiving but a gold star gay I, yeah i was and he was like, so I, say, I, was like I was like well he's not a gold star gay and my dad's just like what the fuck are you the talking hell is about? a gold star gay <laughs> I know when it comes to nicknames and and shortcuts and, and all, gays, we we win. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, we're yeah. comparing ourselves to animals in the animal kingdom and <laughs> get it together, gays. So uh, let's go back to when Matea was born and came into 1986, being. Nineteen eighty six, June 28th, and my mother tells me that it was a hot summer day, five thirty in the afternoon. Every fi- every birthday at five thirty in the afternoon, she texts me saying, "You were born at this time." But Aww. ma, I know. Aww. I have a very Italian mother. So what was your uh, childhood like in terms of like, did your mom give you the sex talk? Were you like, did you, when you were a kid and you first got a boner, you like, I think I'm gay. Like, wh- how was well, that? My older brother is also gay and my cousin. Um, nice. My, I knew you had a gay brother and I, I'm fascinated by the gay siblings. Yes. Well, we think it's, I, we're trying, if it's genetic, we're trying to link it back. Cause <laughs> all right. So my mom is Italian and Mexican and my dad's just like white is the driven snow. He's Irish. So I'm like the trifecta of Catholicism. 
Catholicism. But um, <laughs> my the get there. So my mom. Okay, how do I explain this? Uh, my mom's one of seven. The first five are Italian Mexican. The last two are Italian Italian. My grandma married a Mexican. He had another family with another woman with three kids. Named them all the same name so they didn't confuse no. the kids. Oh, oh yes. What's the name? And it was he had uh, Debbie, Cindy, Sherry, Jack, uh, well Joaquin and um, Lisa, and uh, he had a Joaquin and a Lisa on, oh. on the other family. Oh. So he wouldn't confuse them. Yo, setting himself up to not fuck up. Yes. That is, wow, well planned. And he could get my, nameplates. He could get double up on the bicycle nameplates. He I he, he was focused on other things. <laughs> Probably, think, but, it sounds like um, it was. My, I don't know how, this is the most Italian shit in the world. My grandma remarried um, a Sicilian who's my grandpa. I've never met my real Mexican grandfather, but this is when my mama was 12. Um, but he, they somehow got my uncle Jack's birth certificate changed. I, I don't know, you know I know that's the right response. I know that's some you Italian can't do shit. That. I I know. So, anyways, all the kids from the all the um, kids that are my mom's siblings, three of the five on the Mexican side are gay, and then like the five on the Sicilian side are not. So oh. we're just assuming it's the Mexican side because my <laughs> my aunt also thinks my grandpa's brother was gay because he like had a uh, women's hair salon and did regional theater. <laughs> And, oh, that's two strikes. And, and, oh, yeah. And full Holy blown. Yeah. And, oh, and full also, blown yes. um, full blown gay. <laughs> but, uh, he was patient zero. But um, <laughs> he also um, uh, was beat up a lot in high school. So my grandpa had to like, like defend him or whatever, which is like super. That's me in a nutshell. I wish I could do women's hair. I did theater and I was constantly made fun of. So Aww. were you beat up ever? Not just once, but I wasn't like beat up. I wasn't like thrown into lockers. It was just uh, a lot of like faggot, you know. Uh, I was just say I was like, was was it because you were effeminate, or were yes. you were you at when when were you out of the closet by eighteen? Oh, and before okay. that, I was working at Michael's. Like, I haven't found the right girl yet. <laughs> Do you want like an eight by twelve canvas or a four by seven? I know that was me. I really was that. I, I was dating a girl named Francesca, and I broke up with her in the yarn section. Did you uh, ever tell her why, or were you just like, "Yeah, I'm just I'm you're not sure doing it for me"? She, I'm sure she knew. Oh, okay. Yeah, but we still talk now. Oh, good. Oh, uh, she no hard pissed. feelings. No, yeah. no hard. How feelings. long did you date her? Like two months. Oh, okay. I mean, did you do nothing. anything like, like make out? No, no, no fingers. No, just make out. No, 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 no. She ever try to blow you? No. Okay. My friend Perfect. Pat, my friend Pat, who's gay, said that he fingered a girl once, and it was the same feeling of like when you. What did he say? It's like when your whole, well, like everything freezes, and you're like you can see everything in your life happening at once. He's like <laughs> you're he's, like floating he, above yourself. Yeah. He's like I've never been so scared or out of out of. Uh, <laughs> he didn't know what he was doing, oh. and then the woman he fingered ended up becoming a lesbian. Well, that's why. Jesus. But okay, so you came out of the closet. When did you know you were gay, though? Four, three. Whoa, I'm always so fascinated by this. Yeah. Like, is is there a moment or an experience or something that you see? Like, how I put, did you I know? put it this way. When did you know you were straight? I didn't. I started humping stuff animals. Yeah, I think it's like more like, <laughs> when did you know you were, when did you come into your sexuality? Which well, for me was like six. I would say I'll put <clears throat> a, a six. Uh, yeah. Like, um, well, or like start having you like. You were really advanced. You were like, like, you know, like smoking cigarettes. I mean, like, like having like, yeah. ting, like tingles in your vagina. I would put it this way. I think being gay, um, you are you know, when you, when you're, I was fine up until like five or six and mm -hmm. then kids start to fall into gender roles early on. Mm -hmm. I would say maybe like around fifth, fourth grade is when, yeah. you know, so up until then I was fine. But then when it got to middle school, when kids really fell into like 
liking girls. When mm-hmm. you know puberty hits, that's yeah. when it became very clear to me that oh, I you know I'm I have feelings that other people don't share, and then it, uh, then it became just the game of like how do I hide this? Uh, okay. So it was a long time of like so you weren't confused. You kind of knew what it was. You knew I knew what gay. it was. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I okay. knew I knew, but you're always in fear and denial. You deny it yourself. Mm. It's a very um, unhealthy mental game you play with yourself. And it, I used to like. I used to have a constant checklist in my head. I'd walk down the hallways and be like, walk a certain way, stand a certain way, look oh, a certain way, dress God. a certain way. Just through stressful. my head all day. Yes, very stressful. I mean, no, I I grew up and I was so petrified that masturbating would cause me to be pregnant one day and I was just waiting for the day. Are you Catholic? Uh, no, no religion whatsoever what? in my family. But that that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I I mean, I didn't know if I was straight or I didn't even contemplate that shit yet. But it was like no religious pressure, never got to talk from my parents. But even none of those outside sources of pressure. And I still felt guilty. I couldn't imagine having like having feelings that are just drastically different than those most of those around you. Yeah, man. Well, and why was like, was there something or like conversations in your house that made your go to to hide it? Or was that something that like you felt this is different and I need to hide this? I think you, you know, like, like I think identity, like now people's identity, like being an individual is very celebrated with young kids today, which was not, when we were younger I mean it was about conforming and following suit and being Mm -hmm. like everybody else and if you were different you were very much you were a freak or made fun of or just anything that was strays away from the norm so you know I think I just picked up on social cues I mean everyone was making fun of gay people when I was in middle school so Mm -hmm. why would I say I was the thing that everyone hates like if you were uh, if you were something they didn't like you were gay or you were a fag Mm -hmm. or you were a fruitcake Uh, Mm. you know it just you were whatever word they could come up with it was always about being gay so so it was like, oh, well, uh, better not share that with anybody. Yeah. Because everyone hates gay people. <sighs> not Aww. even, not even, did you have any close friends or anything that you led on to? No, I didn't tell oh, anybody till I was 18. Yeah. Oh, would you ma- like school. masturbate to gay <laughs> porn or would you not even let yourself go there because somebody could see the browser history? No, or- I would masturbate to I didn't start masturbating to porn till I was like, yeah, maybe like uh, like high school. Yeah, high school. I don't have thought about masturbating. I mean, at first you you always masturbated like because we had the computer in the computer room. So like if I yes. was lucky, I could get in there to masturbate. So and I shared a room with my brother for a long time. Oh, so, so it was you like you, no, you'd have but I would be like. We'd have men's um, like fitness magazines or something that I'd like try and open up and masturbate. Were you to. both like, yeah, yeah, I just want to get fit. Yeah, these magazines are great. Don't take my magazine; it's sticky. Kind of, like, yeah. You were both, was he also in a similar situation where he didn't want to well, say he, anything? He came out young. He came out when he was fourteen, but he came out just to my mom. So I remember, like, my oh, mom you didn't and, know. I didn't know at first. Oh, no, damn it, oh. you could confide it in him. But we're not even that close. I oh. mean, to this day, I think because my family works like any any Italian family, it's like it's. I grew up in the same block. Is my first 22 cousins like it's, it's whoa we are just like this machine that works to get it's like my big fat greek wedding yeah and so when my brother came out i think that he he's he's always been a little like like a, a loner an independent but he sort of like made his own life and like i think the, the escaped the family a little bit oh um now what were your parents reactions to him coming out my they were fine i mean my mom actually oh. cried because I remember my mom crying, talking to him one day, and I thought, what did she tell him that that she couldn't tell us? Which and now looking back, I'm like, oh, he was telling her. But oh. you just didn't you just didn't know. Yeah. I found out he was gay because I found under his bed gay magazines like three years later. And were you 
I told my sister. What, how did you feel? Were you pissed? He didn't tell you? Were you? No, I wasn't mad. I still knew I was gay, but knew I still knew not to say anything. I was almost like, well, let's see how he handles it and how this goes for him. Because the thing with being gay is like, when, you're just so scared of being discovered. That's mm. the fear. Out and so, yeah. yeah, you're just constantly hiding it. So oh, even when stressful. I, yeah, it, yeah, it's so funny. I don't even like think think about it now. Although the repercussions of all that are like all the things I suffer for today. Like my, I have issues dating men and I have, you know, I, any issues and I'm insecure and like even my body, like all these things stem from like the lack of validation and, and not being able to be who you are as a young kid. So yeah. you overcompensate for that as an adult to try and get, gain that acceptance. Yeah, because you're constantly covering it up and that's what you learn. That's the, your first couple years of teenager dumb. That's really, those make a huge lasting impression on who you are as a person and how your brain operates. Yes. Although I Damn. do have to say like as a comedian, it's helpful because, <laughs> oh, but, yeah. you know, there's so many stories and also people like, why? Because I I've been doing comedy for like almost six years. Mm -hmm. And so people are like, wow, you know, you got your voice really quickly. I'm like, well, no, I just was going through like a mental crisis at 13. So yeah. I was hyper aware of everything that I was doing. I think mm -hmm. when you're like just a normal straight dude, because um, I do think women's sexuality is so different and they're often the target of, <laughs> of uh, <laughs> shocking um, that women are more hyper aware of like how am I dressing, how am I looking, where oh, do I go yeah. late at night, like things like that, that men usually don't have to worry about. Right. So when the when society's planted out for you, it's almost like a fish just in a stream going and, mm. you know, you're not really noticing all these things because everything is built for you. And so subconsciously society posters, ads, TV shows, movies, clothes, music, everything is made for you. So when you're gay or trans or anything on, on the outside, mm -hmm. you're watching all of this, noticing that all of this isn't for you. So now you become hyper aware of how you act and how you perform and how you talk and how you how you stand how out. You everything. Yeah. yeah. So now that like I am out and I am gay, it's like all the things I've learned from when I was 13. I can now sort of exercise it on stage now. So, yeah, you know, it makes sense a lot of times. There's very few gay comedians in the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. But, you yeah, know, that's so interesting. Do you, why? Why do you think that is? Um, You know, I think this is the first time now that gay, gay comics are are really, really doing comedy with straight people in straight clubs. Yeah. Um, gay men, you know, like I don't think a lot of people, a lot of gay men really associated with comedy when they were, when they're younger. Like a lot of people like these comedy nerds, right? Like mm -hmm. these comedians like, oh, man, I just wanted to be Richard Pryor. I just wanted to be George Carlin. Yeah, mm -hmm. you don't but, see an example. But, but they were, yeah. yeah, that those people were speaking your language. Sure. I, no one spoke our language until mm -hmm. Joan Rivers and Kathy Griffin came around. Right. Yeah. Those people were, that, that was my language language that's yeah. my that's who was i'm turning to william Reynolds. that's my yeah. language that's how i talk so um and margaret cho you know so we, men always sort of go to these like strong women those were who were sort of speaking to us oh, um but now it's like because gays associate comedy more with women and their entertainment is more like drag queens i was gonna say I, I always and, credit drag queens with uh my like comedy inspiration like a lot of it is just hanging out spending all of my 20s in gay clubs because basically all my friends who aren't comedians are gay men right. and i spent all my time in Hell's Kitchen watching drag and like the funniest fucking people I know are drag queens. But it's also, it's hard, you know, like when I first started doing comedy, it is intimidating. Like I spent my entire oh, life yeah. running away from these types of men. Mm -hmm. Why would I continue mm -hmm. to spend time with them? There's a whole, mm. there's the carved out pocket in society for me to hang out and be myself. Yeah. You know, talk how I want to talk, act how I want to act. And, you know, and, and I don't know why I was so attracted to it. I knew that if there are gay comedians in like the gay circuit, Brad Locally is a really oh. good comedian. 
comedian. He's amazing. And he, but he does all these gay cruises and yeah. stuff. And um, oh, yeah, and he's so funny. Um, and I knew, but like those aren't always, that's not always an option for everyone everywhere. So right. when I came, when I was in Chicago, that's where I started comedy. It's where I'm from. You know, I don't know. It's really like a calling. I really have no idea to explain what it was that led me you to gravitated it. towards you it. Gravitate like, you know what? It. I don't, this is weird. I don't even know why I like it, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. And it's I think you know, like, and there's a small group of us. There's me, there's Joel Kambooster, Tim Dillon. Mayron is my, one of my Fucking favorite people. Frankly, Adi, James, oh, Adomi, Frank Guy love. Branham, Julio Torres, Solomon, yeah. Giorgio. But outside of like, those people like there's you know there's really not that and we're all so wonderfully different which i love yeah. too and also you're not when you go on stage like you're it's uh, you know you are not you're all your jokes are not like gay stuff you're because you're more than gay you're more than your sexual orientation yes. you're so much more than that but so it's, it's tricky that's my biggest criticism mm. from a lot of people is because you know there is no gay comic for me to look up to and say well how do they do it right everyone else has someone to look up to no matter who you are you have someone to look up to and say how did a black woman do it how did a lesbian do it how did a straight man do it how did a black man do it how did an indian man do it how did right. it, there's always someone to look up to with gay men there's almost no one for me to mm. look back and say well, what do they go through? You know, like there's been yeah. moments where I've had to call Guy Branham and say, yeah, I'm doing I'm about to do this. Do you have any advice? Because there's there's so few people for me. We're all sort of figuring it out together. Like who, yeah. Like Mario Cantone. That's like oh, he that's, does not get the credit he deserves. <laughs> yeah. By oh, he's I was like, so that, that's, that's, fucking that's, funny. that's honestly the most. I mean, that's who I can think of. That's the most when famous I see, gay. Yeah. yeah. Gay men headlining. It's it's like a Mario Cantone right. aunt, uh, you know, who I think is to me is like mini Mario Cantone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's weird because it's like, you know, I think we're all figuring it out right now. Like, to, you know, it's so funny because people will say, oh, people have said everything from like, um, I like you because you're not too gay or oh, I, I or, or, or you're not like the other guys who talk or you talk too much about being gay or you don't have to talk about being gay. And it's like it's always criticized. Whatever and you do. I, yeah, I want to be like, I don't mean to break this to you, <laughs> but I happen to be gay. So mm-hmm. if I talk about dating, if yeah. I talk about sex, if I talk, this That's is so my many life. comedians talk this about is, exactly. And uh, what are we going to condemn another straight man for talking about his marriage problems? This right. has been sixty years now of this. Well, I can't 60. imagine stop being so straight and flaunting at my face. I please. know. I it's mean, like I I'm sorry. I'm not talking yeah. about pop tarts. I can't imagine you going on stage and I mean, you know, and I know you kind of talk about this and like not addressing that you're gay because you right. kind of come out and you're like, yeah, I'm gay. That's <laughs> like, how, that is what I say. Yeah. I walk out and say I'm obviously gay and then I, I move on. Be, because it's because otherwise people just spend all this time obsessing over something over over something because people really do, they do. care so much about it. And then it's distracting and then they're, you're not going to get. They're not, they're not going to get to know anything right. else about you. And if hopefully I become more well-known and then I will have less explaining to do. But right, right. now I'm mm-hmm. performing for audiences that don't know me. Right. So I say, and I get criticism. You don't have to say that. And it's like, you don't, you mind your own business. I'm you so can mind your own that business. people give you feedback like that. Because oh, that all the, and from friends. Because from if you didn't friends. say it, people, really? if the audience doesn't know you and you're like in the middle of the country, they're going to think it. And it's like, you want them to be able to focus on what the fuck you're saying. I think people think that they are trying to help or th- are trying to think progressive and thinking oh. like you know what like it doesn't even matter but, but it's like but it's, you're yeah. not in my shoes be in reality so I will tell you this works for me yeah. and if this works for me you can mind your own business yeah. and someone tweeted at me the other day and they and I never clap back I never tweet back at people but this guy tweeted at me this whole I'll read it to you it was so stupid and dramatic but I did give a real good clap back yes um, love me a good clap back and Bob the drag queen gave really good advice on this um, he, I suck at clapping back because I get too mad 
Uh, I would say being gay, I've learned how to clap back pretty well. Um, he goes, totally encourage you to be who you are, but it's really sad one of the only gay, out gay male comedians has developed into such a lame stereotype. Sarah Silverman does wow. not need to show her tits to get laughs. Put some clothes on, dude. What? A so, guy said this to you? Mm-hmm. So oh, I wrote gosh. back. A gay guy? Of it seems. 100%. Gay yeah. days long. Yeah. So I wrote back, Maddie G, at ranking 101. <laughs> I said, start going to open mics and be the gay comic you want to see. Yeah. yeah, and I was at I did Thanksgiving at Bob the Drag Queen's house, and um, oh, that's I was gonna be tell- fun. It, it was we were we made um turkey sliders to Whitney Houston's Joy of the World. Uh, <laughs> wow, be who you are. That sounds, yeah, great. that sounds great. It was. It is fun. So we, I told him that, and Bob goes, "Why is it that if you don't act straight, you're a stereotype?" Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, "Thank you, thank yep. you, thank you, thank you." Yeah, I get naked. I show my ass. Who gives a shit? I don't know. Yeah. We both show our butts on Instagram. Oh, I love showing yeah. my butt. That's all I want to do. <laughs> That's all Hey, it's you guys for. both got great asses. Thank show you. them all the time. But I enjoy looking also, at both like, of them. When you fucking spend so much time working out, like, uh, I'm not paying, like, these people in these gyms for nothing. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, you also a put thought. a sheet over your ass? <laughs> I'm desperate and I want attention. I'm very insecure. Uh, I need the validation. I guess this is different reasons. I just think like this is going to go away. So I want to keep it. Oh, this will be it. gone in a year. So I got to keep this. And I also have a, a film degree that really needs using. So I'm like, <laughs> like this puppy that up. Cinematography <laughs> angle. Where'd you go to school? SVA. Oh, cool. I went yeah. to SAIC. Oh, What's that? School of the Artists Chicago. in Chicago. Oh, yeah. okay. A very prestigious school. Awesome. I studied illustration, fashion illustration, and painting. Oh, that's you right. You're a so wonderful many illustrator. Talents. I worked as a professional television storyboard artist for years and fashion Whoa. illustrator. That's what brought me to New York was that job. Where did you learn to do that? In college or before? Well, my mom is an artist. Oh, and my cool. brother's my brother's one of the top designers at Apple. Wow. And my Whoa. sister is like a beautiful interior designer. Like, we oh, all my God. Have art. You guys got good eyes. It's good good genes. It's a, it must be like in the jeans because my my art my drawing my mother never pushed it on us I just was like I'm like I'm an obsessive personality so like I obsessed over drawing as a kid um, but yeah my, I would look at my mom's drawings from when she was the same age as me and they looked the exact same whoa so it is it must be something genetic yeah, it's yeah you know what I I mean this is not exactly that but like I have the same handwriting as my mother it's very yeah. weird I never copied her or anything but I wrote I looked at a letter I wrote one day I'm like. Did my mom write that? Oh my yeah. God. How do the fuck do I have her handwriting? Uh-oh, I guess um, I'm adopted. <laughs> well, hey, better find out now, you know, than later. I was like, what I was, uh, what were the circumstances when you lost your virginity? I, oh, who did I lose? Oh, oh, it was good. I oh, lost really my virginity good. to this Italian guy it, visiting from Queens. He was visiting my friend Hannah, who went to school with me at SAIC. And um, he was, he really talked like this. And it, I was yes. very fascinated by the East Coast as a kid. Mm. Like, I remember, like, I, mean, I grew up in Chicago, which is like this giant city, you know, mm-hmm. but like New York just seems so. Ethnic. I don't know. It just seems so cool. <laughs> yeah. Seemed like Barbara just, Streisand. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he was like, he very talked like this, coffee, you know, this kind of talk. And uh, he had a great dick and he spoke Italian too. So we spoke Ooh. Italian to each other. And I didn't know what I was doing. But I topped him, which was it sure it wasn't great for oh, him. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. It wasn't great for him or you don't know? I I didn't know what I was doing. That seems like a harder way to start. It is. It's Than so just hard. to be the whole. I know. But I also bottoming <laughs> was only hard been the, the first hole. time too. Well, That's, pain, painful. It can't, yeah, it's not the easiest. Oh, how I do you know. get good at it? You just do it. You just know you get used to it. It's like riding a bicycle. Honestly, Asa, <laughs> we had Asa Kiran, who's a porn star who I love. And she was like, you got to do anal like 25 times in order to like enjoy it. I'm like, 25? 
that seems like a, a maybe a lot. Three. 25. Oh, three. I don't know what kind maybe. of dick she's getting fucked I've by. I've done but. it three times. I still don't enjoy Maybe it. our buttholes are different then. Maybe men, may, men's and women's buttholes are different. It's not terrible, but it's like not my favorite thing. And now I have, if I've but gone. But you also have like inches away, like just a, a magic hole. playground hole. Yeah. I know. Yeah, but sometimes so. you get bored and like, I don't know. Or you just want to impress somebody. I definitely that's, can't that's say that's it's sober. A party trick. Mm. It is a great party trick. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, I mean, you you obviously have sex sober sometimes, right? Uh, most of the time. I don't drink a lot. Oh, okay. I don't actually drink at all, really. Yeah. No. Just you I don't, don't like it? Or... I used to drink a lot in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know. I just got over it. I tried to drink in Vegas. So Sheer and I and Nicole like were like, God, drinking. Like, you know when you used to drink and yeah. like, you know, like we were just kind of like, so exciting. It. Yes. it was so thrilling. It's it just makes you tired anymore. these days. I get I tired so fast. I do too. I'd be on yeah. bed rest for a week now. Great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you feel like shit the next day. Yeah. 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 Also, yeah. like I do, I go to the gym and I eat healthy. Well, I had Reese's peanut butter cups before I came here, but, um, <gasps> and they were the good ones. Not when they're dry. Like, you know, when you get them almost like fresh, you got the fresh. Well, yeah. That's like how Twizzlers, you can get them fresh oh, too. I don't like, I'm not a Twizzler fan. Oh, you either love them or you hate them. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. You either love or hate them. It's a very polarizing candy. What's like, um, one of the most sexually explorative or adventurous things you've done. Uh, this Chicago cop and I once, uh, <gasps> and he, was, he was dating this guy, but we had just this like sexual chemistry to yeah, each other. And his boy, it. oh, it was just, it was like electric. Oh, it was <laughs> fabulous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had, he was so hot. Um, He may mm. have like beat someone up and almost killed them, but like, whatever, it's in the past. Um, uh, So he had this boyfriend, right? And his boyfriend was like super possessive. And so like whenever mm. you were with them alone, his boyfriend was always like, hi, I'm here. Hello. Hi, hi. You oh, know? Lord. And you're like, damn it. Because um, gays, you know us, we're, we're, with someone. Right. But <laughs> eh, it's loosely interpreted. Right. Like yeah. I had this guy come over, like come over, like I'm like, come hither. Uh, <laughs> he comes over every once in a while and we have sex and, and he's got a husband buddy. and it's fine. But do, are they open or is it yeah. just, yeah. Well, it's uh, in my knowledge. Okay. That's, what, that's yeah. what he told you. That's what I was told. Right. Um, and his boyfriend's Italian, which is so funny. Aw. Yeah, but okay, yeah, we'll time. get to that in a minute. But anyway, so <laughs> this guy, so we're at a, a, a wonderful bar in Chicago called Sidetrack. <clears throat> and uh, we just were like, the boyfriend wasn't there. And so I was like, hey, just saying hi, blah, blah, blah. And we were drinking and drinking and drinking and then just like groping each other at the bar Aww. and then ran into the alley to have like alley sex. Whoa, and you then, had alley sex? Yes. And he wow. started blowing me in an alley, which in Chicago, those alleys don't touch anything. Uh, <laughs> and then I was like, okay. So then um, I was like, well, Did obviously you we have to go. No, but this, we weren't even done. So I was oh. like, we got to go to my house. He's like, you got it. So we jumped in a cab and then he started blowing me in the cab. Adventurous. And then I blew him in the cab. Oh, on cab ride. And yeah. I, the, the guy was like, where am I going? You know, um, so, <laughs> oh, sorry, I forgot you were here. Oh, you're going to go to. Um, so then we went to my house and had just this amazing, great, wonderful sex. Oh, because when you're attracted to somebody for oh. so long and you know it's electric it was, and you're going to fuck. You it know, was, when you know you're going to fuck somebody that you've been dying to fuck. It's is amazing. there anything better? No. Yeah. No. Sometimes it, it it's, that really doesn't live up to the expectations. And then you're crushed for years. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have heard. <laughs> Sorry about that, Carolyn. I've, I've never recovered. Even if the sex is the best, you're still so excited to be. I think I'm now you. in my most sexual. I'm in my sexual prime. I'm having sex now more than ever, and really? I was a prude for years. And oh, how often great. are you having sex? A lot right now. <laughs> Good. To the point where I'm like, I really need to go to get tested. How mm. often do you get tested? Do that. For I mean, sure. I go every three months. I actually okay. don't think that I'm doing anything wrong. Like I'm do you fine. Use condoms. I yes. And um, <laughs> well, that's why I mean that, you know, the Vegas incident. Yeah, I know. 
But I do feel fine and I'm very, I'm smart and, you know, I'm not having random sex. I kind of just have sex with the same, like, Yeah, you know that guy. He's in Magic Mike. You saw him yesterday in Magic Magic Mike. Mike. (laughs) Besides the Magic Mike. I have to say I had sex with a dancer from Magic Mike. You know what I mean? And I'm going to just say this. It wasn't Mike because Mike seemed a little stupid. (laughs) Isn't that part of the role? uh, Yes. Yeah, because he's supposed to be like this ditzy, like, Oh, what's going on? Then he gets naked. And then they had like plants in the audience. Like they brought, first of all, every girl they brought up to the stage was Asian, which I was so furious about. Weird. Oh, they're so hot and beautiful and the perfect hair. And I was like, what up, me? Um, (laughs) And then they brought up this one girl and you you find out that they're a plant pretty soon because you're like, wow, this girl's so nervous. And then she like knows how to do like a a And then she has a backflip. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, you know, they're like doing a coordinated dance. I was like, how does she know? Like, I'm stupid. I'm like, how does she know? (laughs) Wow, those Asians do catch on fast. I know. So they were. She was all. They were so very beautiful. But then also at um, uh, Thunder Down Under, also only Asian girls were brought to the audience. What? I know. What it, the fuck is going on? In I don't Vegas? know. That's what we noticed. Every, there was like six girls all together. They were all Asian, besides Nicole. Who, when Nicole got brought up, she was brought up to make a fake orgasming sound. Oh. That was her thing. And then there was three other girls. There was a competition, and Nicole went last. And I was like. Well, obviously Nicole's gonna win. win. So not only did Nicole win, they put a boa on her and then a, like a, a purse, and then she's standing there, like, "Now, how do you feel now?" She goes, "Do I get fucked now?" <laughs> and the audience was dying of laughter. Oh my god! I'm just, I'm not saying anything bad about Asians, FYI. I'm just no, saying that's what was happening. It's just peculiar to notice, like, huh? Well, what an now interesting trend. I'm concerned that there's some kind of an Asian uh, slavery ring going on in Las Vegas. In Magic Uh-oh. Mike. In the whole, no. well, in the whole town. Now I'm concerned. I'm obsessed. Oh, I wasn't concerned. I'm now obsessed I am too. Do you love conspiracy theories? Uh, yes, and also sex trafficking. I'm really concerned about right now. And, and <laughs> no, these girls. Trust me, they were not sex trafficking. They were like young <laughs> girls with glasses. They're probably like 21. They're okay. having like a good time in Vegas. How do you know? Maybe they were given the they glasses. Were really good actress. Maybe the mother. Oh, maybe she's maybe an that's old her, pro. All right, I'll believe it. Shit. We Why are make you any... into conspiracy theories? No, I'm actually not. I mean, okay. I love, I tried watching one about 9-11 the other day, but then it was, it was like a British one. So it wasn't oh, like. Oh, it's like, what do you know? You weren't there. This isn't authentic. Uh, yeah. 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 I also, they were just focusing on the wrong, they were, th- they were focusing about like the plane, like the guys who were going on planes like beforehand, like they couldn't really drive a plane. And I was like, mm. get to the towers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> get to the good part. Have you ever Man. had like a, um, a, a whoopsies during sex? Meaning whatever, like a mishap? Like, like a- shit. Yeah, or that. Like yeah, anal. I want to hear yeah. some shit stories. I don't know. I have none. Meant, I really have not had. Any... I've never shit the bed. I've well, I've had like oh, you God, have when, to do when you the, have to get the ready. dick goes out. Oh wait, your butthole. Yeah. So enema is that enema? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay, there's so not like a douche specific a, for your a ass. fleet. Yeah. Which yeah. Is when people... Oh, I have them in my mm-hmm. in my pantry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really. I mean, okay. You have to empty it out because you don't want the saline in you because that will make you shit forever. So you empty it out and fill it with room temperature tap water. Oh, and then just squeeze in, get out, squeeze in, get out, shower. Wait, and then oh, you're ready to go. so you don't actually use what's in the no? They'll make you shit for days. See, that was a hot industry tip that I wish I had known. I've only used an enema once, and it went very uh, wrong. Did you shit all night? Uh, it was just a lot coming out. I've used yeah. enemas yeah. multiple times. So I have a lot of constipation <clears throat> going on, but I always use what's in the enema. And well, I that's for constipation. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't shit for days. Oh, what you know? It was just exactly. Well, this is just like oh. to clean your out because I was like, I just did it because I decided to go vegan for a week and that went terribly wrong. Uh-oh. So anytime you go vegan, it doesn't sound like it goes. No, well. nope. like I try going vegan. I'm nope. like, I'm out. Yeah. Well, no. you know, like for for vaginas, like a lot of times a dick will go out and then it ba- like fully out and then back in and fully out and then back in. Sometimes you get punched in the taint. That's a fun surprise. I have so many but, questions, by the way, about yeah. dicks. Like what if they have a huge dick and it hits? What's like the cervix? What's the, oh, what's the par- entrance to the apparently I got a long ass tunnel 
So I've never had a guy hit that. No guys ever hit that. And my boyfriend of six years now, a lot of the women that he had been that he dated, he has hit. How their big cervix. is his dick? It's pretty good. Like it's inches. Good. Um, it's pretty good. I don't know exact measurements, but it's big. He's okay. a big dick. Because I was with a guy once where I ha- it literally had snow on top. I mean, it was a mountain. Uh, oh, it was huge. I was like, was there it cocaine was up your ass? It was. Um, have you ever had someone hit your is no, what, is, is I cervix? Mean, is that what I'm thinking? I'm guessing of? I would know. So no, I'm guessing it would hurt, have hurt me. Because I've seen some big dicks and I'm thinking to myself, well, how deep is a vagina? Well, I mean, everyone's different. I've said, yeah. well, no, because I was like, I said no to that one dick and then came back to it later. And I was like, oh, it's not as big as I once thought it was. I can handle a lot more girth than I think I can. But length, I mean, I don't know. See, I prefer length over girth. I can't, I, when it's too thick, I cannot do that. See, I would think it's the opposite. You'd want the that you'd want girth over length. Well, I mean, it's I a, do. apparently, well, no, you want, you want, you don't, okay, so, you, well, you want, like, a medium, you don't want a skinny dick, but, like, you don't want a chode. It's right. like a Goldilocks <laughs> and the three dicks. You yeah. know, you yes. want the one that's just right. That is my favorite children's Because the story. average dick <laughs> is is underrated. It's really just A+. plus. I guess, you know, I do have sex with this one guy who's got a totally average dick, and you can almost do more with it. You really like, can. You really can. Like, it yeah, doesn't yeah. need to be that. Like, I don't need to be like. Right. When it's too big, you have to take like precautions. If he has to stand on the other side of the room to Whoa, get in me, yeah, it worked. Yeah, yeah. This is too much. Like, what do you think I'm going to do? <laughs> right. I literally, one time, I dated this guy briefly who's so hot and just has, and like, I pulled down his pants, it looks his dick, and I literally said, come on. I mean, oh, it no. was so I've big. I've said that, yeah. Oh, because it was big. Okay. I couldn't, I was like, there's no way we're ever having, so there's nothing I can do with that. The, and oh, and that's, that's almost like, disap- like that's just that's as disappointing for that as guy. a tiny one. That's how I feel. Cause they, and even, even more so, because you're like, that's not even going to enter me. At least the small one, you're like, well, we can see what this does. Right. Let it feel around. Are yeah. most guests on your show this open? Yeah. Yeah. What happens when you get the guests that like, I don't want to well, then yeah. we have a bad like, episode and we catch a lot of flack on the internet. <laughs> yeah. and, and we're like, like, you told us you would tell us this shit, person. Yeah. Um, that's only happened like once or twice, though. Yeah, I don't think we've ever gotten feedback that was like too much. That's yeah, never happened. I guess not because you can't people, get too real. most people listen to podcasts at work or on the train or like travel in the car, right? And so they just want something yeah. entertaining. And they also, I think there's people who want tips, their inspiration, people who want to live vicariously through people who are maybe more sexually explorative than they are, you know. There's a there's a lot of different reasons. Have you ever seen a dick that made you go, ugh? There's been some ugly dicks. I mean, I've been so you know. There's uh, I've been. I mean, dicks are usually the same, not the same, but like I was. There was one clear guy. Cut like it's a. It's a dick you know is what simple. to do. Yeah. yeah. There's there's been some ugly dicks, and there's also been um this the one of the first guys I ever slept with like regularly. I was like 19. It, I it must have been a micro penis. I mean, it, oh it, really? It must have, I mean, it was like really like shockingly like would shock you small. Is that a medical size. term? That's I think so. That's what I've heard it used obviously like I don't think the doctor would be like I, I, we have to talk to you about your micro penis. I mean I'm Sick sure you burn, would, Debbie. I would sure you know like they sit you down and be like, Okay, so we have some bad news. We have some bad news. Um <laughs> you, you have a micro penis. <laughs> A but what? there's a great uh, Brooklyn contest you could win. Oh, I judged that. I, and honestly, did really? I did the uh, smallest dick competition. And it was, I, I felt bad going into it because I'm like, I hope we're not making fun of these guys because that's not, but that they're coming feel on, good. They're coming on their own accord. They're they're making fun of themselves and then it's all just happy and smiles. Now, were and they laughs. like just small dicks? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. There's really? fear in Christina's eyes oh, right yeah. now. Not fear. I was Did just they like, say what the like how they handle that? No, like, there, it was literally. literally like a Miss America pageant for people with small dicks, so they had a talent. 
You know, that had nothing to do with the dick sometimes. Sometimes oh, it was singing. Right. One of them was a stand-up. Who? Uh, I forget. Name his, names. <laughs> no. I forget what his name was, but uh, he was the one that asked me so to judge. So he's doing well. Yeah. But, but but there was something about, like, the 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 day. It was an afternoon on, like, a Sunday. And it was really nice because, it you know, these guys didn't appear to give two shits. And they were confident and they were funny and they were making fun of it in a way that they were in, kind of in charge of that whole opinion of themselves and it was just nice because I always feel bad one of the things that Corinne and I first said when we started the podcast was we're, we won't there's nothing we won't talk about except dick size to the guys they don't want to make people feel bad you yeah know what I mean way nicer than a lot of people yeah well because you know I mean women feel bad about everything all the time right so and it's so like you don't like, want to do that to somebody else yeah it's not and that point. doesn't feel good to do that to a person because then what is that supposed to make me feel better it doesn't yeah, I don't think I really run into dicks that I'm like. But I feel like so many guys, like a lot of straight guys specifically, like will act out or do things to compensate for their small dick. Yeah, you know I'm what I mean. Almost positive. I, I notice it all the time. It's, an, it's in the attitude of men. We're yes, like they're arrogant. Arrogant. Yeah, I was which gonna say is mean. odd. Yeah, yeah. Like the Napoleon complex, but for dicks. It's true. I think it exists. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, also, because you can tell a guy has a really big dick when he, like, doesn't even speak. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what he's I mean? like, I'm just going to walk him over him. Yeah. I don't care. Well, and then also sometimes when you meet, like, a really, really overly confident, unattractive person and they're not, like, wealthy, and then you have sex usually with them, packing. And then you're like, wow, this is why, where that confidence this is where that comes from. Yeah. That yeah. gleaming smile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're walking into someone who sleeps in an air mattress, be prepared for a giant dick. <laughs> Really? <laughs> I mean, that's what I think. I don't know. If you're in a penthouse, it's like, all right, this is not going to be a fun night. Oh. A fun life. Am I right? Okay. <laughs> See, the one one night stand I almost had that I didn't, it was in the penthouse. You almost had one one night stand? Yeah, I've never had a one night stand. The one guy, I met him at a bar. He was British. And he was saying, he was saying at the, <laughs> the, the presidential suite at the Waldorf Astoria. And I was like, into it. We came back. He, the dick scared me. I went, oh. Oh my God, that's not gonna fit anywhere. I actually, I have a horrific story about when I, um, okay, there's a there's a porn star who was really wonderful. His name is Boomer Banks. I asked him <laughs> if I could say this story. So and also like, you know, he's fisted someone. So I'm sure this is the least embarrassing thing he's ever done. <laughs> um, but uh, he, for some reason, was like really into me. And we, I was at DragCon in LA uh-huh. and he was like, Mateo, he doesn't have that accent, but like in my mind he does. And um, well, why for some reason you're very attractive and talented. I know. Um, uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But um, <laughs> I, anyways, he was just, very, he was like, Mateo, I want your kisses. I was like, okay. We, we, we started talking by him showing me, um, he had a fleshlight made of his asshole. Nice. So like, and he was like this, you know, that that's where I'm like, we're trying to explain to straight audiences, like my life. If I told this story, it's like, okay, also this, also this, this part too, like they just were like, what? Are like, you making this up? Oh, if senators could read grinder conversations with <laughs> in Guantanamo Bay. I mean, the things <laughs> I've said to men will make your skin peel off. But, we started, we'll get to that later. But he goes, I was saying, whenever I go to LA, I stay at Nicole Byer's house. I always stay in her couch. It's not comfortable. So I, he, <laughs> he was like, um, you want to stay in my hotel? And I was like, yes, a hotel. Yeah. I can stay at a hotel. So, and it reminds me of you. It's like a hotel. This yeah. is fabulous. You know? For me? So I, he he has like eight, I think it's 12 inches. <gasps> I mean, it, oh my you God. should Google it right now. Boomer Banks dick. If you're at home, Google Boomer Banks dick. It, it is so big it's like distracting i love that right now both of them are yeah we have to take a we had to take a google break also i love these microphones whoa mm-hmm. oh my god mm-hmm. is that that's his real dick yes i mean guys if you're at work don't google it it'll 
It's so big. Oh, his butthole. Oh, my oh God. wow. He's wow. super hot. Look at that how hot he is. Shoot, he's very hot. It's huge, that but it doesn't a... look. It doesn't turn That's me scary. off. It doesn't oh. turn me off. That that makes me want to run away. This looks really good to me. It's, That's a shiny ass What's, dick. What what are your feelings on it, Mateo? Oh, I love it. I think okay. it's great. Yeah. Did you did you? This guy's cute. No, I'll get up? to I'll get to why this didn't work out. Oh, <laughs> this guy's really cute. He has very shiny hair, and I like it. Yeah, he's so his name is Boomer, and also nice he's tattoos. the nice. When I did the out, I was I was <laughs> I was selected for one of Out One Hundred this year. Yes, thank congrats. Thank you. Uh, we went all we all went out to dinner afterwards, and it was so funny because like I was at a table, and I was like. I fucking love gay people. It was me, my friend Monet Exchange, and Pixie Aventura, both wonderful drag queens here in New York City. My friend Patty, Boomer, two friends of his. It was like porn stars and drag queens, nice. and we're all like, who wants macaroni? Like, it was just, I just, it was made my life so happy. But anyways, um, so he was like, do you want to stay at my hotel tonight? And I was like, yes. And I, th- I'm not confident with men at all, but for some reason with him, I was like, like, cause he's a porn star. And I don't know. I was like, I'll, I'll show like, I'll be, I can be cute. You know what I mean? Like yeah, when you're yeah, thinking yeah. to yourself, like I got this. So I, got game. I had, I went over to his apartment or his hotel and I was like, we're not going to have sex boomer. We're just going to cuddle. And oh, was, classic line and before I, you have sex. I know. And he was like, he's like, it's okay. I just want your kisses. I was like, okay. Aww. So, um, I like strip it in my underwear and I'm feeling all cute. And he's like, give me the looks. And I'm like, you know, whatever it's all, I'm, just feeling myself. And I have had allergies all week, okay? I had, I'm bad with allergies. I've had allergies all week, whatever. So I've had a sniffly nose. So I like, I lay in bed and my nose is like, sniffly but like more than ever like it was really you runny. down maybe maybe because then i look i was like why is my nose so runny i go like this there's blood <gasps> all over my hand no and i'm like i is boomer spooning you at this point yes, so we can't see your I'm face the baby spoon he can't Shit. see your face I, there is oh. a puddle of blood and i listen i have not had a nosebleed since i was seven i don't do drugs i i all the times this is Fuck. the time. This is the time. So I <sighs> leap out of bed. I'm running. There's blood everywhere. Oh, and I'm no. like, and he's like, what's the matter, Mateo? And I was like, <laughs> so I'm like in the bathroom, like shoving like Kleenex up my nose. There's blood on my stomach, blood on my face, blood oh, on my hand, no. blood on the bed. And he was on the so, bed. Oh, yeah, the pillow, the bed, somehow in the curtain. I don't know how it got there. And <laughs> you then, got up really quick. I and know. It so I hate myself. So anyways, uh, you know, we didn't have sex because we had to help me clean up my blood. And then, um, that was it. Then I, I but he's still but so he didn't nice care to me. That no, knows. I don't know why. He texted me the other day and he was like, "I was thought of you today." I said, "Why? Wow, you got a nosebleed?" But um, <laughs> he was so nice. We we hung out the other week. It's great. But I just think it's so funny that like the one time I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna be with this hot porn star," nosebleed. Wow. Wait, has he tried to have sex with you since? Or are you just buddies now? We're, we he's like texted every once in a while. He also has like has a husband. But, oh like, yeah, but, but he's doing porn. Because obviously yeah. he's in a relationship, but right, right, right. I don't right. know. I mean, I'm trying. I'm very much right now trying. Not as of the past two weeks. Okay, I've not. This has not been a good past two weeks. But I want to put out there that I want a boyfriend. I haven't had a boyfriend in seven years. Okay, so I really like. Okay, so if I'm, anyone's listening, you're like we have in a lot the of zone, cool listeners. I, yes, you I'm, are such a great guy. Like, what are your worst qualities as a partner? I you am say? neurotic and I can be selfish and I can be, I can lose interest really quickly. Okay. And I also don't have a lot of confidence in myself. So I will do mm. things to subconsciously, I will ruin the relationship. Right. Because 
because yeah, I, I can't handle well, it. It's like a well, mm. you, why do you like me? And I think less of you because I think less of myself, and so I think less of you for liking. Well, because you even like make side roast comments about yourself. Yeah. And like literally, I gotta say, before we came here, we were in an office with a bunch of people who knew you, and we we're like, oh, we gotta go record, guys. We fucked, and they're like, oh, who's your guest? And we said Mateo Lane, and then everyone just had nothing but nice things to say yeah. well, about your personality nice. and your body. Oh well, oh, that's yeah, even better. But <laughs> I, what are you, you know, most insecure about? Well, I lead with I lead with sex. I look for validation through my body and through sex, which leads me to the wrong men because ah. then putting that out there, then that's all they want. So they're not interested that I draw. They're not interested right. that I sing opera. They're not interested. And you that have all these I great things that they could give a shit about. Right. Right. So I, I sort of and I, I do. And I, I just I see a therapist and I do. Okay. I do try very hard to, um, you know, my last boyfriend was such a mind fuck that oh. I think it scared me off from like it's sh- I just like shut down mm. and the, I, I really shut down. I, I, How I, so was he a mind fuck? Um, I think we I, we were both young and I think that there was a little bit of a mental abuse. OK. And I think I allowed myself to be abused and put through a very toxic relationship for longer than I needed to be. And it just scared me so much because I put so much of myself into that. Yeah. That I never you were vulnerable. Wanted- yeah. And you were. I, so I cannot and be your vulnerable. your whole life you were putting that wall up of like, I got to walk like this. I got to talk like mm-hmm. this. So that no one finds out I'm gay. And then the one time that you can be vulnerable with another person sexually, romantically, emotionally, it, it you know, it doesn't go yeah. great. Like even now you saying that I wanted to say a joke to cut the tension because I'm too afraid to deal with. Really? Uh, yeah, because it just, it, it, I just don't want to get hurt. Oh, with yeah. friendships, I can deal with it. With men, I just I sh- and I'm also I shrink with men. I have an inferiority complex. Mm. I always assume that they're better than me, more interesting than me. They have more to offer than me, and I shut down. I don't speak my mind. I am agreeable, too agreeable yeah, to things. Yeah, yeah. I just want to be liked. Mm. So yeah, that's the I hear problem. you. I yeah. I so part of this, like, oh, you should spend more time with me. Yeah, you really should. Shook it's like my, that's like up. literally my area of expertise is not caring if people like me, and it's really true. And you like you like I feel like people upon hearing that they're like, I gotta yeah, start okay, is this a front? Well, I, gotta I gotta be honest. I'm two people mm-hmm. as a comedian. And as a man, I don't give a shit what people think about me. Okay. I get made fun of all the time. You should see the things people say to me on Twitter just for, for being gay. Oh, the I The type sure. of audiences I deal yeah. with. I am very thick-skinned when it comes to that. I couldn't be phased a bit if you don't like me. Yeah, yeah, When yeah. it comes to just men who like me, I really mm. change. Mm. I, be, I, I could, just, I shrink. I can understand I know that. a lot yeah. of, yeah, I've had, I mean, I used to be like that. And I know some friends who are, you know, you see them in front of a person they have a crush on and that they want to date and you see them not acting themselves and they're kind of acting like an asshole or they're saying things that they're, they're so I unlike them. I answer questions they don't even ask. <laughs> they say, hey, I say good things. <laughs> but that's, I do that so too. So in your head. It's just like, yeah. I get like, uh, because I so rarely like care like or to or care to impress one it's like to make a good impression other than like who just like who I am as a, a person which I hope is you know people think is good but I, I don't really care but, but I think you are you're a nice person we've all all been nice to each other well yeah other well right but I'm saying like I like you know because when you care like extra and you want someone to like you like it makes you act in weird ways totally it does. oh yeah you know especially like when it like when it's a like romantic man like a romance or like you want someone to find you a- attractive or sexual that's it for me yeah i think that i mean that i mean that's, that I, that's that's and that doesn't that's i maybe you're not giving yourself enough credit for how you feel about yourself because just to go out and be a stand-up comedian i mean take some fucking level of confidence oh, yes yeah. but gays tend to not care as much 
Right. Well, and I always make the joke that like we hear this at brunch. Where's Kathy Griffin? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. gays winning around. I got booted in an AIDS event by two because I made fun of Britney Spears. Right. Well, you mentioned Whoa. Brad locally, and I remember <laughs> his show at Therapy. Like when I got booked on that show and survived that show, and not only survived, <laughs> survived the perfect word, but like survived and then like did well. That was the moment when I'm like. I can do this. Yeah. And I had done so much, so many things before that, but none of that mattered. And I, and I knew from spending so much time in the gay community, like that you really needed chops to get through that fucking Gays show. Gays are the toughest audiences. Yeah. The bravest thing you can do is be a gay man and sing a, a woman's ballad in a gay audience. <laughs> They'll rip you to shreds. Very critical. Gay very, men can be very critical. critical. Yeah. Very critical. Very yeah. Like that guy on Twitter. But yeah. I, but I, my response, my real response to that guy on Twitter is there's so few gay men represented when there's more of us being ourselves and who we are, then there'll be less to judge. You know, yeah. it's like I was in a room full of gay men when Lady Gaga won or when when Sam Smith won the Oscar over Lady Gaga and they mm-hmm. were booing and hissing. And I thought like, what? guys, we have to, you know, not. And Support I know Sam Smith said some stupid things, but like oh. there is internalized homophobia still. We do mm. because there's. I think the more like no straight guy looks at Trump and thinks, oh, he's making us all look bad like i just right. don't think they You're right. think that no i think women's like, like i that's why I women think women do it, do it, it to themselves thing. women, think it women sure. can be so cruel to other women and it's because we've internalized a lot of what the world puts on us as yes. society and, and this men, isn't all gays, shit. by the way of I'm course not no no of course not but you know it could like gay crowds for me like gay like straight men are always like oh my god it must be so fun for you to do gay crowds I'm like not all the time right it's more every stressful. gay uh performer i know is like gay crowds are my least favorite to perform. Like, if you ask Tim Dillon to do a gay show, he's like, no thanks. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> like, I love Tim Dillon. I know. Like, I'm and Frank Liotti. Yes, love oh my Frank God. Liotti. They're you know, amazing But comedians. sometimes it's different. Sometimes you'll do a gay crowd and I'll have fun because I can talk about Liza Minnelli and Lorna Luft and right. they know, all know what I'm talking about. Right. It's like a wonderful feeling of camaraderie. Mm-hmm. So I go back and forth. I think the more that we do this and the more that us gays are putting in the work, the more re- like we'll be rewarded eventually. But even yeah. now, we're making it easier for people who are starting. Absolutely. Kind of, you know, it's crazy to think about. Yeah, it's really exciting. The 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 social progress that, you know, that God, when people have written to us who are like in their 40s and 50s, like gay men, and they talk about like how they would do anything to make sure that no one found out they were gay, like mm-hmm. up until they were 35 mm-hmm. or or later. I'm like, oh, my God, that sounds so suffocating. I had a man one time. I always get emotional with this, but it's it. it, it I OK, when I would do sh- Chicago, when I would just stand up in Chicago, when I first did stand up, you know, you always bring your friends and my family mm-hmm. always wanted to go. And by my family, it's not five people. 30 people want to come. Man, you crush your bringers a and, bit. <laughs> oh, they lo- I've always got booked. <laughs> at gay shows this one at sidetrack they used to do stand-up and i would do it because i 30 my grandparents would come and mm. and my uncle mike would always be like oh, your bathrooms are really nice man <laughs> cindy's like well there's not semen dripping from the walls it's a bathroom <laughs> so um i went up and i did and i spent most of the time making fun of my family mm-hmm. and i got off stage and i like maybe like a 40 year old guy came up to me shook my hand and said I just want to let you know you're really lucky to have all your family here and I mm. still holding my hand and I said oh they're so stupid and crazy and blah blah he squeezed my hand and looked at me and said I want to let you know how lucky you are to have all of your family here and I yeah I see I get emotional now thinking about it yeah because so he didn't I, maybe probably didn't have that type of support system mm-hmm. and like I mean Dan Savage always talks about the it gets better project in the film and he, but he's constantly plays calls from people who I mean, Corinne and I, Corinne is the one who who uh, turned me on to the organization New Alternatives for LGBTQIA kids who get kicked out of their fucking house at 13 mm-hmm. because of 
who they love. Like mm. it's it's insane. And and I always part of me is always like, ah, that doesn't happen anymore. But it does. It's no, all the it time. Does. That, that's, that's insulting too. Like if I tell someone right. like, how many times I've been called a faggot or made fun of, yeah. they, their first instinct is to not believe me. Oh, and I think, God, that's excuse you. It's like, your experience. And I listen, I this is I know this is last Manelli. <laughs> I really I've been friends with gays for so long that I feel like I am a gay man. <laughs> My hip hurts. <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of what, like, I I kind of do feel like a Manelli in that I spend so much time with gay men, and even still, after over a decade of this really close friendship with a group of like ten uh, gay men, uh, I still am constantly shocked by the stories that tell me, and I do feel in a way like I can never be the friend they need because I just do, all I can do is listen to their experience but I, I'm never gonna no matter how many times they tell me or stories that they share with me I'm never gonna know what it's gonna what it what it felt like to go through their lives and it and it and it's kind of like it's a little heartbreaking because it's like you can't get as close as you want to get to your friends and uh and I know it's like everyone's like I'm a gay man like I, I certainly don't I, I mean I I don't think I'm a gay man I just feel like a, a girl the only but. woman that is a gay man who yeah. doesn't know it is my aunt Cindy <laughs> do you think like truly like I mean the gayest man on the face of the planet what is really? it about her I have had first of all now she's like 57 and she her two best friends are gays they go to Streisand together they go to but she <laughs> she I don't even know how to describe my aunt Cindy I wouldn't even know how to describe it imagine like this little little Mexican woman who Aww. just loves Streisand and loves musicals. And when my cousin and I were in show choir, she memorized the dances. Aww. She brought she brought us wow. Britney Spears CDs. And her humor, her humor is a gay man's humor. She's biting Ugh. and quick and witty and smart and mean sometimes. Yeah, like, roasty. Yes, yeah, it's like great. Really funny. And like most of the time when I'm on stage, my the pattern of my speaking, like how I speak right now, is from comes from my aunt Cindy. Wow, that's like, so funny. Yes, she's truly, I love her. I mean, she's, oh, she's my, She's the funniest person on the face planet. Um, um, but I think, you know, it's funny you say that because like a lot of like I haven't had like I had my gay friends in Chicago. But when uh-huh. I came to New York, it was all stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. Stand-up. So I didn't have my group of gays. And mm-hmm. just this past year, I have hooked into like my crew, my little family. I love them. That's awesome. There's the five of us. And it's me, Bob, the drag queen, <laughs> my friend Taylor, Patty and Alfredo. And it feels so good to be friends with gays again. Yeah, that it's like um that's my ride. If you can, <laughs> um, it's, it feels so good to be friends with gays again, because there is something about like when you're doing stand up for so long, like a lot of times, the only people that really spoke my language again, like a hundred percent would be like Yamanika, mm-hmm. you know, Ugh, like, yeah. and it sucks because when you're a gay performer, you don't even get to see the other gay performers. Right. Because they're all book you on the yeah, same show. You're never show. on the same show. Cause yeah, Divya I never get to shows, see Joel yeah. Kambooster. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, never get to see him. Yeah. I never get to see you know, Tim Dillon is the one I see the most. Right. Him, him, him and Mayron. Yeah. But like even then, like when I see Mayron, we like grab each other like girl. Yeah. You know, just because we're, there's so few of us, it feels there's yeah. that instant connection. Yeah. You have with someone. Well, and the camaraderie good. that's unique to to you guys. Like that's just that's special. Yeah. And that's even really Tim cool. Dillon, like Tim Dillon is don't buy into all. You know, I love him. But like but that is a soft, sweet man. Yes, underneath all is. that. I, and, I believe that. And too. when him and I are together, we get to queen out with each other. That's and, awesome. Oh, and I call him all the time. I know this is very insider. Sorry. Like, no, Tim Dillon's been on the podcast. Okay, he great. was, he, oh, I love that man. He's fabulous. But I just, I love that I have my group of gay friends now that I can go to and talk to and be yeah. like, Connect with in a way that you can't connect with other people. Yeah. And it's not like my best friend's Evan Williams, but like, and like, I'm trying to turn him into a gay man. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to get him more gay Instagram followers. Oh, I like, love that. What's thanks, his handle? It's, it's at, um, 
It's Evan Williams is okay. his handle. It's Evan Williams. Uh, and um, for at Thanksgiving, we made him take his shirt off and Bob Instagram posted saying white meat for dinner. <laughs> so we're trying to get him more. Po- we're trying to get him a game. Um, and so we, we have to wrap up. But I just before include, we, we kind of uh, we're trying to put you out there on the dating market. But then we only had you list bad things about yourself. Oh, so yeah. what are some good things about yourself? And then also like what are who what kind of a person are you looking for? Because it is the show's dream to be a matchmaker. <gasps> oh, if we've we never done that. A night, uh, we, we've made lots of sex happen. But if we can make like a meaningful a connection. Yes, mm. this would be. This would be the whole show would be worth. What it. are you bringing to the table, Mateo? Oh my God! Well, I'm a really good cook. Ooh, That's a big, I'll date you. I high sp- value. I speak other languages. Mm-hmm. Which ones? I speak Italian, Spanish, French, English. And wow! Shit! I wow. barely speak one of those. Um, Damn! I d- paint and draw. I'm nice. I listen. I can be a neurotic mess. Again, you're, no, no, no negative. Okay, um, or only positive. <laughs> I'm very caring. Okay. I'm very nice. I I don't know. I don't really know. You great comedian. I'm funny. I guess. Beautiful (laughs) singer. Yeah, I sing. Your name. Wait, okay. (laughs) You're just listing things that you do that are great. Well, like besides nice and caring. In your heart. In your heart. Yeah. What are like qualities that you know that you have that you're not. I'm going to make this. You're not allowed to leave until you say something. Don't make me get a hand mirror out, Mateo. I will get a hand mirror out. Um, But Christina has to show me where it is. because Yeah, it's in the bathroom. I'll get it. It's okay. (laughs) I would say. I'm really, um, uh, I'm a caretaker and I'm Mm. someone who really likes to take care of someone. If I feel like a mutual, you know, like if you, you know, I want to give through like food. I really want to give through like, um, like, uh, I'm really good at, um, I, I do not ever talk nicely about myself. This is the most bizarre experience of my life. Um, I was hey, really exclusive. good. I'm really good at being there for someone. If I really love someone, I'm really good at um, listening and talking and getting to know that person and wanting to know them on a really like deep level mm-hmm. and feeling a connection. And uh, I'm a I'm an Italian. I'm over the top, hopeless romantic. Oh, that was great. I love it. I'll date you, damn. And if anyone's listening who's interested, what are you? Is there anything specific that you like as a must have for you in a partner? Um, I do want someone who's more interested in than in just. I mean, obviously, sex is important. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, someone who can actually have an intellectual conversation, someone who's funny. Mm-hmm. I like people, you know, I, I sound now I sound like Liza Minnelli. My mother was so funny. <laughs> she really was until the hospital. But um, I, you know, someone who is funny, uh, someone who um, is funnier than you. OK, that'll be tough. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, he's, who's funny? He's someone not who, concerned. Someone who can handle the fact that I talk about my family 24 seven. OK. Um, that's Even in your personal one. life and on stage, I talk to my cousins every day, all day. All Aww. my cousins, we talk all day, every that's day. That's very awesome. Italian. So, okay. I, yes, so they need to accept the fact that they're. I come with an army. Right, um, right, 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 right. Yeah, and then I've, someone who does take care of themselves physically. I'm not saying I need like a muscle giant jock, but hello, I go to the gym. I like it. I would. Yeah. It would be fun to like be physical together. <laughs> um, I can't think of anything else really. It's like okay. a chemistry thing. Of All course, right. yeah. That's awesome. So what would you, what do you promote shit? You got a podcast, you, you have come shows? come on Emma's podcast? Oh my God, yes. Emma and I have, a, Emma Wilman and I have a podcast called Inside the Closet, which we just sit and talk mainly about sex and dating. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and Emma's life is out of control. It Yo, is. I mean, she is Love wild. that woman so hard. An inspiration, really. I, I and she always her. has this like, I don't know, like yeah. attitude when she tells these crazy stories. I'm like, oh, Emma, I love you so She's much. She's 
Oh, I have a new show coming out. It's an actual sh- television show. Wow. Hey. By the way, on congrats Netflix? on your guys' yeah. book. I meant to say oh, that. Thank okay. you. Um, it's a show. I spent like a month full production, like a real TV show. Yay. But on Netflix? A, yeah. That's fucking awesome. It's called Ghost Hunt. It's us making fun of catfish. Oh my God. <laughs> that's so cool. That's I can't wait to so, watch it. Yeah, that's a great people concept. People who get, get ghosted, we just find them and bring them back together. So like people were ghosted because like Ooh. I farted on a date. She never talked to me again. I'm like, get her in here. Yeah. And this woman had terminal brain cancer. Oh no, not terminal, but it was like third stage brain cancer. And she, she tried to use it as an excuse the whole time. But <gasps> at the end, we're like, it was the fart. Um, <laughs> that sounds great. Our listeners will sounds amazing. Love oh yeah. And all I do is make fun of everyone. That's, That's great. So it's great. It be, comes man. out tomorrow, November 28th. I, oh, perfect. And it's at the top of the Discover Snapchat page every tu- every Tuesday. Snapchat Discover. Awesome. Okay. So Snapchat. Oh, okay. And where can we find? What's your Twitter handle? Snapchat. I'm the same on everything. Mateo Lane. Two okay. T's. And I make it. it all over Instagram. Yes, so you are. Me. It's great. Okay. Perfect. And if you want, um, as if you want to be considered for a date with Mateo, yes. you can email us at sorryaboutlastnightshow at gmail.com or we just, should have a follow up or just like, DM I, like, you. Yeah. I get <laughs> no, so but many follow DMs. Up, send us okay. your photo and a little bit about you. A photo, a bio, and we'll please live in New York City. Can we just say that? That's important. Of course, New York City, and we will. Uh, run all this by Mateo and then we can coordinate if it, he, he <gasps> should we do like a fits. date episode you guys yeah. come with on a date oh god oh, yeah. I feel if, if you're, you're open to that yeah hell what, are you yeah kidding? mystery science theater the shit out of your date that would be fat sit right next to us and make yeah. fun of everything that's fine <laughs> I'll ask Why, if so you, you can't hear me so you can't be intimate with your date yes. I will not allow no. this yes. you will not I run will away not from al- how wonderful you I are I will not allow that Mateo we will follow up later after you've had a real stare into their eyes <laughs> Yeah. Okay. No words. Just enough looks. is enough. <laughs> no words. Just looks. Um, it's like a foreign film. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this has been guys. We fucked the anti slut shaming podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday, Thanks, guys. I know that your father tells you not to bother these days. I know that your sister is looking like your brother. Sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you choose from over 1,500 licensed therapists. Get matched with your perfect therapist who could put you on the path to a happier life. For a special offer just for our listeners, visit Talkspace.com slash GWF.